The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Happy Tax Day. <laughs> well, it's not really Tax Day. It's Tuesday, but this is called the weekend from hell because you're going to be scrambling to get all the information. All right. So anyway, it's foggy and it's cloudy. And so we we still got a show to do no matter what the weather. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Talk With a Purpose every Saturday right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. And we will have, um, you know, our usual banter back and forth. And in between, we're going to have Harvey Kesselman as our guest at 10 o'clock this morning as we say um, farewell and good job and all of that stuff with Harvey. Uh, he will be here at 10 o'clock and we'll talk to him about uh, what he plans to do and his legacy at Stockton and so on and so forth. So that's coming up at 10 o'clock. And in between, as we said, a lot of things to talk about here on the show. And again, the number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450 is our number. A sad note this morning before we get started. And I was wondering for the last couple of weeks where Matt has been. And a few people have called and said, hey, uh, where's Matt been? And I didn't really know. And I thought, well, maybe I said something to anger him. And uh, as Chris said, well, <laughs> they they usually call back in a couple of weeks anyway. So, but um, sad to report that Matt has passed away and he passed away suddenly on March 14th. And that was a Tuesday. Uh, if you know Matt, uh, you know he graduated from Holy Spirit High. He worked at Bally's and uh, he worked. Harry was his boss. And he said that many times. So uh, a good listener and uh, certainly a friend to the show. And we do uh, send our sympathies out to the family. And, well, now we know why Matt didn't call in the show. But um, if any of his uh, brothers, and I understand he survived by a few of his brothers and a few friends, if uh, any of the brothers or the friends would like to call in today, certainly we'll take your call at 609-407-1450. Matt, rest in peace. And it was very, very good knowing you. Moving on to, uh, you know, what we really want to talk about this morning. And, you know, I, I, I kicked this thing around. And I decided, you know, another shooting, fill in the blanks. It could be anywhere this time Louisville, and of course the obligatory democratic response, we need more gun control, we need to get guns off the street, we need to get rid of Republicans so we can pass gun control. You know, all the, the, all the noise that uh, many of the Democrats bring. And then of course the obligatory thoughts and prayers go out to all of those affected like family members, friends, etc. And as uh, as I read from uh, former Governor Ed Rendell of Pennsylvania, he said recently, if I hear one more time 
that thoughts and prayers go out to the family, he said, I will scream. Because the issue is we don't need thoughts and prayers. What we need is action. Which begs the question, what kind of action? You know, I I do a lot of reading during the week. And I read this column on gun violence and the environment. And the column was quite interesting because it said that fixing up dilapidated homes in lower income neighborhoods, uh, according to this research, was uh, was a powerful way to prevent shootings. Uh, Window repairs. Listen to this. Window repairs reduced shootings by 13 percent. Fixing up plumbing, heating, and cooling led to a 21.5% drop in total crime. The more homes repaired, the safer the neighborhood. And then there's the neighborhood blight, as they say. Trash dumping, lack of green space, and poor air quality. And, oh yes, trees. Trees are a strong deterrent to crime because, well, the more you, you you sit there and bake in concrete in the hot summer, the more likely you are to commit crime. So the question is, is this the way out of gun violence? Is it a solution to an ever-growing problem? And then I ask the question, Will there be another shooting next week or the week after? And probably if history is allowed to repeat itself. uh, But then again, something else we've talked about before. Parental supervision. Parenting 101. When a six-year-old boy brings a gun to school and shoots a teacher. And by the way, there's a major lawsuit against the school. You have to wonder, where are the parents? And I also think I read, uh, I'm not sure, but I think I read that they may be suing the parents of that six-year-old boy. So too many situations have led us to question parenting in this day and age, and is it right or wrong? I I don't know. But is, is putting in windows and putting in good air conditioning and good heat and good plumbing and fixing up lower-income homes and lower-income neighborhoods a way to solve the gun violence problem? I don't know. And who's going who's gonna to do it? Are we going to fix up all the neighborhoods? And who's going to pay for it? So, you know, many of those questions come to mind when we, when we think about that. So it's it's really a question. I, I just don't know what to do about the gun violence thing. I, I mean, it's just everywhere. I mean, Philadelphia is up to over 100 people killed this year so far. And what was it last year? 500 and some and the year before is 560. And Chicago's the same and New York's the same and L.A.'s the same. You know, so it's 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 all similar numbers. So, (laughs) hey, listen, I'm for trying anything to solve gun violence. So maybe if we start with one neighborhood, I don't know. But is that the solution? I, I, I do doubt it. But is it worth a try? I think so. 
I don't know. Just, just I don't know. Seth Grossman is with us, Liberty and Prosperity. And Seth, as always, good morning and welcome to the show. And as always, I always forget to talk about the most important topics. So I want to say that if you want to know what I wanted to say but didn't get around to saying, just go to libertyandprosperity.com and, and look at the post on the website. And also, uh, we welcome other people you know, who are members or even non-members to post on our website. So if you go to our website and you see a topic that we are not covering, uh, just contact me at Liberty and Prosperity and we will give you the user ID and password so you could post directly on the site because some of the best posts are done by just uh, ordinary people who know about issues that we don't know about and that's how we uh, get the word out. Uh, right now, I, I, I was listening, uh, I think today is Jackie Robinson Day, I heard at the top of the hour news. Oh, yes, and it is, yes, when yes. You think, when, yeah. when, you th when you think about Jackie Robinson, it just shows how crazy the civil rights movement has become. Because when the Brooklyn Dodgers decided to have Jackie Robinson play on their team, they didn't pick Jackie Robinson because they wanted diversity or they wanted to show how uh, committed they were to social justice. The Brooklyn Dodgers put Jackie Robinson on their team because he was a great player and they wanted to win ball games. And what we completely forget, or at least most people do, is at the time when blacks were not allowed to play on white professional baseball teams, that didn't mean that black players weren't talented and didn't play. You had something called the Negro Leagues. And in the Negro Leagues, you had a team in Atlantic City. I, I forget the name of that team, uh, but, but you had the Newark Bears, and you had uh, dozens of professional uh, uh, teams of black players who would have these play in front of crowded stadiums, and everybody could see right away that the black players were either as talented or more talented than the white players. And during the offseason, you'd have exhibition games in which black players would outplay the white players. So it wasn't, um, you know, forcing people to, to hire somebody or promote someone based on race. It was professional teams looking for the best talent that could possibly win um, baseball games. And that's how the color line was broken, by achievement, by work, by training. And we completely forget that when they say, oh, uh, you know, we now have a, a, a female, gay, black, uh, you know, president of our company now. Well, uh, is that because you picked the most talented person who just happened to have those other qualities? Or are you picking lesser qualified people or unqualified people uh, just so you could say you filled a diversity slot? So I think we ought to remember that on Jackie Robinson Day. Yes, I, I agree with you. I agree. And, and in fact, uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit later on about diversity. And once again, it, it just doesn't work. <clears throat> diversity no, quotas don't uh, work. And, and it, right. And, and, and all diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, it, that's really another word for nepotism. Yeah. You hire, yeah. Uh, promote and pay people based on you like them because they're like you. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, what's the difference between just hiring relatives? What, yeah. you know, and you don't care whether they do a job well, don't do the job at all. And that's why nothing works. And that goes into the gun violence, uh, too, because, 
you know, there are many, uh, whenever you have these mass shootings, there are all these warning signs. Uh, how did that person get a gun? How did they get a permit? How come nobody called police? It's because nobody is qualified for all these positions to enforce the law. And and if they do screw up, there are no consequences for it because, oh, you can't fire him because uh, uh, he, he's in this uh, you know protected group. So we have that going on. The other thing that I think is very tragic and, and damaging is it was announced Thursday that they're going to blow up the Beasley's Point power plant uh, next Friday, April 21st. And, uh, you know, we need that power. And you know we need that power because the electric company is handing out all these smart meters so they'll be uh, able to shut off the power of anyone's home at anyone's time or to ration your power or to say we could tell from our smart meter that you're using your washing machine at 4 in the afternoon and you're not allowed to use your washing machine you know, till 8 o'clock at night. So we're cutting off your power or we're cutting down your power. All of that because we're... Uh, blowing up reliable power plants like Beasley's Point, and we're building these useless $10 million a piece wind turbines that don't work when the wind doesn't blow. And it's not just when the, when the wind doesn't blow at all, they only work when the wind blows at 28 miles an hour. And if the wind drops just five miles an hour, to say 21 or 22 miles an hour, they lose like two thirds of their, their effectiveness. So it's a total mess we're creating, and someday we're going to have to replace that power plant. It's going to take years and hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, and it's just tragic that uh, other than, um, I, I guess, Michael Testa, a uh, Republican senator in, um, in, in Cumberland and Cape May County, except for Jeff Van Drew, our Republican congressman, the Republicans are absolutely quiet on this disaster. So, um, you know, we, we want to bring public attention to this. Uh, I believe that the Senator Palestina and the uh, Assemblyman Guardian have a survey out uh, promoting, you know, the, oh. the, um, I think I, I, I answered it a couple of weeks ago. It's, uh, it has to do with this and we are against it. And if, if you are against it, you can uh, sign that petition. So they, they're, they are doing well, something. Well, yeah, yeah, but you have the entire legislature. Uh, up for election, all 40 state senators, all 80 uh, assembly people. Um, have, have you heard you know, from every one of them campaigning, we've got to save our power plants, no. we've got to build nuclear, uh, it's not enough no. to save the whales. You know, those whales are actually dying for us. Yeah. So we don't, we don't live in a third world country where you, know, you, ha- you have a heart attack, you go to the hospital, whoops, the power's out. You know, <laughs> we'll have to do the operation <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're facing, yeah. uh, and that's what they face in other countries. Um, Another thought uh, that that came up when you and I were talking about uh, Passover and Easter last week, and uh, we were talking about the Jewish and Christian connection between the, you know, Christian uh, Easter, the Jewish Passover, how the Italian and Spanish word Pasqua comes from the Hebrew word Pesach, which means to pass over, uh, how the Last Supper was a Jewish Passover Seder, how the... Uh, you know, the blood of the sacrifice of the lamb 
uh, allowed the uh, the tenth plague to pass over the Hebrew slaves. You know, just as uh, you know, Jesus uh, that that his sacrifice uh, redeemed people from sin. Uh, I, I actually had one of your listeners called up and said there was another uh, connection, uh, and, and that is the traditional Catholic Bible reading uh, is uh, from the, uh, the the chapter five of Corinthians, where uh, that passage. Uh, you know, it's a letter from the Apostle Paul to the Christians who are living in Corinth. And I, I read that passage, and that Catholic Bible passage is so Jewish, I can't figure out how a Christian can understand what it means. Because, you know, we have a Jewish tradition for Passover where uh, before the holiday starts, we're, we're only allowed to eat matzah for the one week of Passover. So for the week before Passover, we, every Jew has spring cleaning. We completely clean out the house to get rid of all the, you know, all the bread, all the frozen pizza, anything that's not matzah, uh, so that we could have a, uh, you know, just a Passover matzah household uh, during the festival. And, uh, you know, this uh, letter from uh, the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, uh, you know, they were, you know, the people were complaining about we're, we're dealing with this, this crime and this, these people are are doing all the wrong things, how do we do it? And, and uh, the, the Apostle Paul tells the Corinthians, well, you've got to get rid of all your unleavened bread. You've got to pretend you're having a spring cleaning like you're having for Passover you know, and replace the sinners and just separate yourself with them, uh, separate yourself from them and, and, and live a decent life on your own. Uh, you have to separate yourself just as you separate yourself from the, uh, the, the unleavened bread. And I'm trying to think of how anyone not familiar you know, with this Jewish tradition could understand the, the Catholic Bible reading on, on Easter Sunday. So um, I, I thought that was interesting, but then I, I thought about something else. Uh, whenever I talk about these things, uh, the connection between you know Passover and Easter, between Jews and Christians, many people are surprised to hear that for the first time. And I wonder how come there, there are never any stories in the newspapers about this connection? or in, in TV entertainment, or in the newspaper, the press of Atlantic City. And I'm starting to get the idea that it, it's because it's against the political agenda, that, that people want to assume that, that, that Christians or Christianity is, is a hateful, anti-Jewish uh, type of religion, when really we're, 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 we're really have so much in common and uh, and I think this is one of the things of liberty and prosperity. We we have these discussions to to learn about this stuff, and you see that there are people who artificially want to divide Americans based on race, based on religion, based on you know sexual preference, based on gender. And when America was just based on the idea that none of this stuff matters, are you a good person or you're a hardworking person? Do you produce? Uh, this is what counts. Are you, are you good to your, your neighbors? So this is uh, bringing back the American dream. So I think that's important also. Well, you got a lot more on your agenda today. What else do you have? <laughs> well, well uh, uh, unfortunately, some, or fortunately, some of it relates to, uh, you know, to, to uh, Harvey Kesselman and Stockton University. Because last week we were talking about Stockton uh, you know, changing its name. Now, of course, Harvey Kessman says, oh, no, no, no. Uh, we have no intention of t changing the name of Stockton University. Um, 
and uh, you know and and you know that's we we talked about a location name 50 years ago but we never did it and i don't see what the problem is but the problem is is that two weeks ago you had a bunch of professors sent an email to each of the 8,000 stockton students that completely lied about richard stockton and falsely said he was a traitor and that he enslaved people when Stockton, uh, Richard Stockton was an American Oscar Schindler who freed blacks from slavery, spent his whole life and his whole family, the life of everyone in his family fighting slavery. And he was a true patriot who uh, was arrested by the British and lost his life. Uh, his health was broken. He died a few years later fighting for freedom. So why did these college professors <clears throat> lie to those 8,000 students? Did Harvey Kesselman know about it? Uh, did he find out after he saw the Liberty and Prosperity <laughs> and WPG news reports about it? Uh, but but that brings us to one other interesting thing. Uh, you know, the professor said we've got to change the name of the college uh, to a new name based on diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice. So we just talked about, you know, what, what garbage diversity, equity, and inclusion is. It just means that qualifications, talent, hard work, achievement don't matter. You just hire people based on the same skin color you have or the same sexual preference you have or the same gender you have or the same political view, views you have. So that's what, what, what uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is about. But what does social justice mean? Well, to understand social justice, you have to go back 100 years to the Russian Revolution. Because um, when you had the Russian Revolution, um, most people, until that time, most civilized people agreed on what justice was. Justice is the Ten Commandments. Don't lie. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't be jealous of somebody else. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, justice was also due process. Um, people have a right, if someone's accusing you of something, you have a right to a fair hearing before an impartial judge. You have the right to present evidence. You have the right to know who your accusers are and cross-examine them. But the communist or Marxist or Leninist, they said no, no. They said all this uh, traditional justice is only what, what they called bourgeoisie justice. It lets the people with privilege keep their property and power by oppressing victims. So they introduced a new concept that they called Bolshevik justice. And of course, Bolshevik is the Russian word for majority because they were ma the majority of the Russian Socialist Party. So they called it uh, revolutionary justice, communist justice, uh, socialist justice. And what was that kind of justice? That was the justice where if something uh, supports the revolution, to destroy the system and put the communists in power, it was good. So you could round up people and shoot them and steal their property, and that was called revolutionary justice. Uh, you could let criminals go loose and, and cause total chaos, um, and that was justice because it would, would destroy the old system. So the only thing that has changed is the name. Instead of using the term Bolshevik justice or communist justice or revolutionary justice, they call it social justice. And what's the definition of social justice? If it promotes putting the right people in power, like woke Democrats in power, it's justice. 
And if it protects bad people like Donald Trump uh, or, or, or people we disagree with, then it's injustice. So that's how uh, when they talk about, uh, well, how come uh, they're, they're going to put the, uh, Donald Trump in jail for a, a bookkeeping uh, mistake on a nondisclosure agreement while Hunter Biden uh, is openly admitting uh, on a laptop that he was taking bribes from the Ukraine and, and, and China and paying 10 percent, you know, to the to the big fella or the big guy, uh, you know, the most obvious, easily provable case of massive corruption you could possibly have. Well, how come the FBI doesn't care about him? How come the FBI is, is going after Donald Trump? How come you could have the, um, you know, the, the, the radical Democrats uh, have an insurrection in the Wisconsin state capitol uh, in, uh, in 2010 and in, in, in the Tennessee capitol a couple of weeks ago? Uh, but, but uh, you know, people uh, who and nothing happens to them and people cause fires and uh, people, you know, destroy stores and loot stores here in Atlantic City uh, in um, you know, May of 2020. Nothing happens to them. Uh, but uh, people uh, are peacefully walking around in the Capitol uh, uh, on January 6th and and they're called insurrectionists and they're put in, in, in prison, you know, without a trial for six months to a year. Uh, how do you explain that? Well, if it helps our side win, it's called social justice. And if it uh, destroys the the, uh, the bad people, people and, and bad people are people who disagree with us. Well, it, it's social justice to, to to lock them up for nothing. So I just want to bring that basic, uh, I guess, vocabulary thing that what what used to be called communist justice, socialist justice, revolutionary justice, Bolshevik justice. Now the term is social justice. And, and when Harvey Kesselman comes on your program, uh, when the professors said we've got to rename the college because, um, you know, the, the, we're named after this bad guy who enslaved people uh, and, and was a traitor, which is, you know, the complete opposite is true. But we have to have a new name based on uh, equity, diversity, inclusion, and social justice. <laughs> Maybe you might ask uh, whether uh, Harvey Kessman knew about that uh, whether he, and, and whether he intends to send a new letter to all 8,000 students telling them the truth about Richard Stockton. Well, so he, he is coming that, on. Something uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask him. It is uh, <laughs> it is on my list of questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and 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 I wish I could listen, but uh, LibertyandProsperity.com meets every Saturday morning from nine thirty to ten thirty at Sal's. Uh, cafe in Summers Point. It's the banquet room right next to uh, uh, Sal's Brick Oven Pizza, a Groveland Avenue, and New Road in Summers Point. And um, I got to get there. So uh, have a great weekend, and thank you so you much. You too. For, and uh, uh, you can listen. You can listen on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> you can listen. To there you. we go. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Okay. Thanks, Seth. Seth Grossman, LibertyAndProsperity.com is the website, and the meeting starts right now at 9.30 at Sal's Coal-Fired Pizza on Grolin Avenue in Summers Point. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have Craig, and we have John, and maybe we'll have you at 609-407-1450. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. 
Bernie Friedenberg. A Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial.com. All right, back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450. Again, that's our number here in the studio. 609-407-1450. Let's talk to Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Well, good morning, John. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be number two today because, you know, Matt uh, is always going to be like number one caller in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you know, it's not easy to come on here and debate, you know, and uh, put your soul out here to the public sometimes. And, uh, you know, it takes courage and, and some patriotism to do that. Yeah. And so uh, I just want to say that Matt was a patriot. He poured out his soul and he shared some of, you know, his deepest, deepest part of his soul with us. Yeah, he did. So, Matt, did. I, I know you're up in there in heaven. Well, thanks, Craig. Thanks for the thanks for the kind words. It's a, it's a thank you. A, it's and, uh, a little bit tough this morning. <laughs> a little bit, you know. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? If you didn't, it wasn't tough. Uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, Linda and you know, I, I know maybe she'll call in a little bit later. But you know what? You, he he was a part of your show every yeah, day. That's right. You know, he, right? He sure was. Okay. Yes, he was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you need your callers uh, to make your show, right? Yeah, that's and right. Part of that. Yeah. Right. That's right. So with that being said, you know, our country. Oh, my God, John, how are you feeling about our country right now? Well, <laughs> I don't forget know. Forget about the I, eggs. Forget I, about the gas. Okay. I, 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 Let's just talk about foreign, you know, things. Yeah. You know, our diplomatic approach, you know, to foreign relations. We're doing so well that we got Macron over there kissing and licking cheese boots. Did you see that this, yeah. this, yeah. this, this week? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, Alan Dershowitz, uh, he's, you know, we've come to find out that the White House is involved in get Trump. Well, you surprised? Right. You surprised? Well, no, I just, I want to say it to you that way because, you know, you got Mr. DeSantis over there. So now we're finding out not only was he not allowed to have any social media that came through our government services, that every lawsuit that he has been just about, except for Georgia now, people, uh, so that we don't, those that don't know what we're talking about, Biden initiated, okay, the Mar-a-Lago raid. Biden initiated, okay, that, uh, what is his name, Briggs? Yes. Okay. Biggs, Briggs, he's big. Briggs <laughs> is big. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he he that all came from Biden's White House, and he got federal money, and that's why, you know, the Congress is able to get, uh, get on that. So more importantly... I just wanted uh, China, you know, is doing a three salt uh, uh, part assault now. OK, so, you know, when you remember, I was on your show, uh, the other show with uh, It's Your Money. OK, yeah. and I asked yeah. about the gold. Didn't yeah. I? Yes. 
Right. Okay, and and I said, you know, I'm, I'm I'm concerned about the currency because of the gold, and and I was fortunate enough to get get a little bit of an education there. But China is coming on a three uh, front assault with us, with our how we look at ourselves, you know, with this, uh, you know, you can, you're not a man, you're man. Da, 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 we got all this confusion, and then we got you know uh, all this our money, and then we got a two front war right now. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What do you think the two-front war is? Well, first, I, I want to say something about Biden. He okay. is, he is, you know, he is really a sneak. You know, he comes off Thank as you. a, yeah, for the, I, I'm, I'm just your, your calm uncle or your grandfather or whatever you want to call him. But he is a sneak, and he's dangerous. He really is. So I just wanted to the, comment, comment when you, you the said it. The dangerous about, word is the most important word that yes, you said. Yes, he, He's he, dangerous. Yes. He's da- sneaky. He's not really a good sneak. Well, He's dangerous. What, he's dangerous to the world. Yes, he's that's right. He's dangerous to our country and our, our way of living and our way of life yes, in this country right, that we've right. come to know for over a hundred and some odd years. Yes, that's right. Do you right. agree with me there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So we're Absolutely. we're fighting with him with uh, two fronts. We got the Ukraine war, and then that guy released that information. Well, believe me, a cell phone is not allowed in a skip. You know that. Yeah. And that little kid isn't going to get that information. Somebody allowed that to happen. That's right. And so we got we got no missiles for Russia. We got a full assault imminent. And now you you did see. Okay, did you see that uh, emanation, emanation, excuse me, uh, of uh, China buying, uh, bombing Taiwan with their ships and the island and everything, the whole the whole thing? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it, yeah. How'd you feel about that, John? Not, not good, not good. Okay, but, but, but what did you, let me ask you this question here. You know, so this comes to my caveat about DeSantis Trump for you and me. Yeah. Okay. And I know you love DeSantis, but you know, uh, so those people that don't know, Trump is a chess player. The first call that Donald J. Trump made, and I just heard this recently, and I thought, oh, my God, he is brilliant. Okay? Nobody ever even talked to this country. Okay? The first call that, you know, Donald J. Trump made was to the president of Taiwan when he became president. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No, that's, that's, no. Uh, yeah. That's... That was the biggest insult to Chi. You understand yeah. that, don't you? Yeah. What was he saying? Um, We're with you. Boy. And that's, the, that is, so those, everybody doesn't know, that's everything for us right there, that Taiwan island, that's everything. Yeah. And that's why you saw, what was it, Jim Jordan go out there? Yeah. Okay. Did he fly out? There? It wasn't Jim Jordan. It was uh, the 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 leader of the Congress, the other guy, McCarthy. But anyway, pardon me, McCarthy. McCarthy. Thank you. So you saw Pelosi go, and you saw McCarthy go. So we know that the Dems and the Republicans know that this is the most important thing to us because you know what? Once they get Taiwan, it's over for Japan. It's over for South Korea, it's over for Australia, and it's over for the west coast of this great country because the submarines can come right through. So, you know, that's why Donald Trump had that dinner. Don't forget, he insulted Xi, okay, by calling Taiwan, and then he had him for dinner, and then he said, oh, by the way, I just shot those 57 missiles. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. uh, Do you think... 
Do you think, I just want to finish, okay. do you think for a second that DeSantis, who couldn't even get Disney right to go after them because they're winning in this, you know, Disney's winning against DeSantis. Yeah, I know. That he's going to take on China and Russia at the same time? <laughs> And then uh, while you got your little, you know, somebody trying to, to nibble at your ankle, you got the, the guy from France over there, McCoat. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my dinner might be oh, a little bit a, better right now. Don't don't count it yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well, listen, we'll I see. just want to tell you, the chefs are already ordering the food. <laughs> and I and, and I, I got to tell you, we'll be looking at the We won't be looking at water because the dining room that I have selected is very intimate. It only can take a couple settings. Okay. <laughs> and the maitre d', the general manager, he wears French cuffs with cufflinks, I can guarantee it, and his pockets wear puffs. You understand where we're headed now. That's right. Okay. okay. Craig, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. <laughs> so I made a bet, so I may have to I, I may have to cough it up. Who knows? We'll see. Talk for the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, I'm John DeMassey. That's who I am. I almost forgot my name. <laughs> we'll talk to John, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. We'll come back with more of Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. But first, you know, you you may have done this. You may have been in a restaurant, or you may have been somewhere, and you've probably, without even knowing it, you've sampled some of B.F. Mazio's finest fresh fruit and produce um, because they have one of the largest wholesale distribution businesses in fruit and produce in, I mean, in the area. So what can I tell you? You you tasted it, and it was probably delicious. Uh, some of the finer restaurants, like Stephen Cookies or um, Doc's Oyster House or any of the other Doherty establishments, uh, that's what they do. They they order from B.F. Mazio because they know it's good. And, and so, you know, you kind of forget that B.F. Mazio has a wholesale division. And you, if you run a restaurant or you run a commercial kitchen or you run a, a hospital or, or any of those kinds of things, well, then, you know, you can contact BF Mazio because they'll deliver. And you see, if you, if you shop at the store, you'll see in the back of the store several trucks. So, you know, they're, they're active all day, every day. And it's no exception when you come to the wholesale division at BF Mazio. The finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere, wholesale and retail. It's BF Mazio online at bfmazio.com. BFMazio.com is the website. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The 
heart of your money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Today, mostly cloudy, more humid with a thundershower this afternoon, the high 74. It'll be mild tonight with low clouds and fog and a low of 55. Low clouds and fog tomorrow, maybe some sunshine. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 80. Mostly cloudy and breezy Monday with a high of 70. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here and talk with a purpose. Uh, mentioning earlier that um, one of our good callers and our leadoff hitter, Matt, he passed away on March the 14th. Suddenly, uh, there will be a celebration of life, uh, but it won't be for a while. It'll be Sunday, May 28th on Dover Beach, Dover Avenue Beach, Sunday, May 28th from 1 p.m. until dusk. Everyone who would like to join is welcome. So, again, that's uh, Sunday, May 28th, 1 p.m. till dusk. It's a celebration of life for Matt on the Dover Avenue Beach. Talk for the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk for the Purpose. Good. Yes, good morning. Very sad news, man. He was a great guy. I'm yeah. A great guy. Yeah, he really was, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yep. Uncle, very uncle, very uh, saddening, depressing. Anyway, um, you never know with Biden. I mean, is he is he falling up the steps? Is he sent the, the steps into the airplane? Is he falling off his bicycle? <laughs> Have you seen him slithering on the snake belly? You know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. It weirds me out. It's a, and some, sometimes a dude has black eyes and sometimes a dude has blue eyes. Uh, perish the thought that the dude has a doppelganger. My gosh, man. One is bad enough. <laughs> yeah. But uh, talk about... <laughs> Talk about Robert Moriarty. He's a Marine uh, fighter pilot. He he flew 824 missions in Nam, and when he came back, he uh, became a financial advisor, and he married some English gal. So he's living over in the UK, and he said, watching with everything that's going on, <clears throat> he believes that the pipelines were blown up so that um, the military industrial complex here, <clears throat> and also uh, the politicians, the slick willy politicians here, can make money hand over fist. Before he said that sounds far fetched, he was charging four times the amount that the Russians were charging, and that's what made uh, France decide to uh, buy their gas from China because he was charging four times the amount that Putin was charging. So now they're using the yuan too. So that backfire looks like you know we're making enemies instead of friends with uh, with this joker that's in the White House right now. And uh, also um, he was talking about uh, 
getting your houses in order because he says bad is coming, but you need to be, you need to be prepared. He says he's never seen a stupider or crazier um, government than, that's in place, governing uh, power that's in place now. He says he's never seen it more. America is more stupid or more crazy. So yeah, we have to we have to make sure our vote counts, man. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, we can rehash the uh, 2020 election, but we have to make sure that it doesn't happen. That's not a template for the rest of the decade because we really surely need to take our country back. Thanks for letting me call in. Thanks, thanks for calling, John, and thanks for the kind words about Matt, Linda, and Abseek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Matt passed away. Yeah. March 14th. Yeah. Was wondering oh, where he was the last couple of weeks. <laughs> That's that answers the question. That is sad. Yeah. That is. Wow, we lost a member of our family. Yeah, we did. It seems. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, really, Jeez Louise. Well, we're very sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm I miss this guy. And um, so. Um, now what? <laughs> and Greg, I want to thank you for bringing up Zelensky. I didn't realize that, that uh, the first call President Trump made was to Zelensky. That, that is, that's very, very telling. I mean, I, I guess President uh, Trump was very in tune with the Taiwan Relations Act, yeah. which binds us to Taiwan. But that was the first call over China. Good, good call. So... What do you think? If President Trump were still in office, this National Guard leaker would be celebrated as a whistleblower and a hero? Yeah, I guess. It wouldn't, wouldn't happen what's happening now, that's for sure. If, if he were in office, he'd still be... I, I, this is. Did I say that right? Yeah. If Trump were still in office, yeah. this National Guard leaker would be celebrated as a uh, whistleblower. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. And and a hero by the other side. A lot of things would be different if Trump was still in office. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I didn't like, and 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 Trump's my guy. I didn't like the pudding uh, uh, election commercial. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. And I like to think Trump's not responsible for that because I know some politicians have put out uh, commercials that uh, they can keep their hands clean. You know, they'll say, I I didn't know anything about that. I mean, look with Palestine and Seth Grossman. There was one that I really didn't like that came out about Seth, which was which was just wrong. And Palestine said he knew nothing about that. But this one with the pudding wasn't nice. And it really left a bad taste in my mouth anyway. Well, um, uh, did you did you happen to see the end of the commercial because it says who paid for it so who's responsible you for know it? i i i was i was looking for it but these, these things go by so fast yeah yeah that if it was if 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 it was it really wasn't made that apparent but i missed it if it did come out yeah they, they put that so. they put it in fine print so you'll you'll have to look i'll, I'll look for it too see if i can see it Okay, John. Oh, so when, when's, when's Harvey Kesselman coming on? Uh, 10 o'clock. Oh, 10 o'clock. Yes. Okay, I'll let you go. Okay, thanks for the call, Linda. 
609-407-1450 is the number here. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Some open lines here, and, um, you know, some people are expressing sympathy for uh, Matt, who passed away March the 14th, and we just found out about it. Thanks to Howard, by the way, who sent me the email this morning, and he said, I hope it's not the Matt that calls your show, and sure enough, it was. So uh, thanks for for that uh, as well, uh, a heads up, or else I wouldn't have found out about it either. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. We've got some open lines. You want to jump in here on anything we're talking about? 609-407-1450. More talk with a purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. If you'd like to email me during the week, you know the address. I'll give it to you again. JDADV1 at Comcast.net. JDADV1 at Comcast.net. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. At Talk With a Purpose on Facebook. And it is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. 609-407-1450 is our number here. So did you see where, as we talk about serious things, all things Trump? (laughs) Ivanka Trump photographed in a bikini, and the photo went viral. So... What is wrong with that? Nothing, except, except she wasn't on Brigantine's Beach. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. (laughs) Ivanka can be anywhere, but if she, as long as she's on Brigantine Beach, so I can see it. (laughs) Oh, they just they take her picture and they say, oh, what's wrong with that? What's what's wrong with? She's uh, with her daughter uh, on the edge of a boat and in a bikini. What should she wear? Uh, A dress? (laughs) Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. Good morning. Uh, Yeah, terrible news about Matt. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, we, we think we, we have a certain number of years, but that's not the reality. You just never know. You yeah. never know when that hammer's going to drop. That's and, right. And, uh, and, yeah. and uh, he was a young guy. You know, I, I, I think I, he was 57 or so. I mean, I don't think he was 60. 
So I, I mean, boy, it's really young. Uh, that, wow. that, that is wow. uh, that, that is really yeah. really young. So uh, yeah, I was surprised yeah. and yeah. sympathies to uh, his family. Absolutely. So, so, Absolutely. Uh, so what, what's on your mind, well, Bob? Look, well, look, the uh, it's the way the the media has has been handling Biden and his criminality. Yeah, and and the way Trump is is just being railroaded and and you know it doesn't matter if it's trump it could be our guy to Santos. yeah he would get the same same yeah. treatment yes he would the same two-tier justice system and look the house of representatives this guy uh comer from i think he's from tennessee or or kentucky they've got they've got smoking gun evidence that the biden's are are not going to be held accountable to explain where did these millions of dollars of payments from the Chinese various Chinese companies that are all ultimately controlled by the the government of China the communist Chinese that's where these payments really came from how are they going to explain that income how are you going going to justify okay what did you do for this? What specifically did you do for these millions and millions of dollars? And, you know, they're not going to be held accountable no. in, in all likelihood. In no. all likelihood, they are not. The media is going to ignore it. The FBI and the uh, the DOJ, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. You know, yeah. get it. so, you know. Uh, this has to stop. I'll tell you I mean, where the really, money is. You know, I'll tell you where the money is, Bob. That uh, that five million dollar house on Rehoboth Beach. <laughs> on Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, one it of them. Could be. It could be. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he lives. I, he lives in the. Uh, in a less desirable end of town, yeah. put it that way. He's <laughs> in North Rehoboth Beach, you know. Yeah. I've got a rental house in South South Rehoboth. That's 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 where every, that, that's a much nicer area of town. Yeah. Since 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 Biden moved in, North Rehoboth is going to hell. <laughs> well, okay. when, you, when, when you have you, you know you've heard of white flight, right? Yeah. That happened, I guess, in Philadelphia when you know people yeah. were. In many cases, unfairly perceived as destroying neighborhoods, but in some cases, it was it was pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, but you know, no, no. I mean, look, Biden, Biden. In essence, I've got a neighbor here in Sarasota. She's an Indian woman, and she uh, very nice, very smart woman. She's a lawyer from from San Francisco, moved here. Loves Biden, and she said to me, you know, Bob. I voted for Biden, of course, because, you know, he may not be the brightest guy in the world, but I know he's a good man. Well, you know what? The reality is Biden is an absolute creep. Yes, he he's is. An absolute yes, he, creep. yes, he you is. Know, Trump Trump may, may not be a Boy Scout, but Biden is, is just a hypocrite. He's a nasty, nasty guy. Yes, he's he always is. been a nasty guy. Yes, he is. You know? yeah. so. And I said to Craig, you heard me, I said he's dangerous. And he really is. Oh, yeah, I mean he, he's dangerous from a number of perspectives. You yeah, know, the, the 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 problem is that these these our enemies see see a guy that just doesn't you know can't perform anymore. Yeah, uh, that's that's the real problem. And then he's being manipulated by the outright communist leftists that are that are you know in his administration. I yeah. mean, you know, this guy.
guy, this guy was perceived, and, and you know, he, he was kind of a moderate Democrat throughout his career, but no, no more, man. He, he's he's to the left of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he sure you know, is. From from the way he governs, he's he's. And look, this. Did you see the last thing he did this week? The latest thing he did? No, I didn't. The internal combustion engine has got to go away. Okay, uh, they stepped up these cafe standards, right? The uh, the automakers have have like a corporate average fuel standard that yeah. they have to uh, attain. They are so high that basically you're, you're going to you have no alternatives, but you might have some hybrids. But basically, it's electric cars. Oh man! And, and by 2030, that's not that far away. No, it's not. You know? No, it's, it's not. not that far. Bob, thanks a lot for the and, call. Yeah, we're, Henry, we're, John, take care. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot for the call. <sighs> Which reminds me, my cousin. Oh, you know my story of my cousin. She says Biden is a decent man. <laughs> And and that's the a lot of people have that perception. You know, he speaks when he speaks, and if he can put a sentence together, he says, you know, oh, he's he's very calm, and you know, he, he whispers and all of that stuff. But he is dangerous, and you know, we've talked about his temper. You've seen some examples of his temper. I mean, how about that guy that he said, oh, well, you know what? I graduated at the top of my class. Well, no, he didn't. He graduated at the bottom. So, you know, this whole thing that Biden is a decent man, he's a quiet man, he's a good man, that couldn't be further from the truth. He really is a dangerous, dangerous man. And especially with what he's doing to the country, he's more dangerous than ever. That's why we got to get him out of here. Hour number one flies by as always. Hour number two is on the way. And of course, we have Harvey Kesselman, president, outgoing president of Stockton University. We'll talk to him and we'll say farewell and good luck in his future endeavors. Harvey Kesselman coming up at 10. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City WENJHD3 Millville a Town Square Media Station WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Good morning, hour number two. Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are pleased to have with us the outgoing president of Stockton University, and uh, he's been a frequent guest on the show, and he's been on Harry's show, and he's been everywhere. And uh, we want to just thank him for uh, for all that he's done. Harvey Kesselman. Harvey, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning. Good morning, John. It's really great to, to be on your show as we begin to close out my presidency. Um, you know, I listen and uh, have been on it for years, so um, I'm grateful to you, my friend. Well, I, I want to thank you because, you know... This is not a, an easy business, 
and you, you try to get, <laughs> I'm telling you, right? <laughs> You're not in an easy business either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talk about the pot calling the kettle black, huh? <laughs> Yeah, definitely struck a chord. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I contacted you, and I, I didn't know you. I mean, I contacted you, and out of the blue, I, I didn't expect the, the kind of, uh, I mean, you said, come on over, and we'll have lunch, and, and you went through this whole explanation of Stockton and where it's going and, and all of this stuff. I, I really didn't expect it. And, you know, that's to your credit because you've always been a friend of the media. And I just wanted to thank you for making my job a little easier. That's all. <laughs> John, that, that, that means a lot to me. More than you know, you know, um, I was tw- it's great. You, you know, I've served so many roles at the university. But I remember early as the vice when I was early in my uh, tenure as vice president for student affairs. And I was a very, very young vice president for student affairs. I was in like my mid-30s, I think, when, wow. when Vera King Ferris promoted me to that position. And I remember the Argo, uh, which is our student newspaper. It's an independent. It's a separate 501c3, but it's an independent student newspaper. Was the, you know, And they had really good investigative journalists. And I remember the editor who arguably was, I think, was the greatest editor ever, and I don't, of, of the Argo, um, and I, that does not mean I'm negative against any of the other ones, because Dan McMahon, the founding editor, was a terrific one, and there's, there's been others. But he came to me one time, and he says, Harv, he says, can I, you know, he didn't call me, he said, Vice President Councilman, can I, can I give you a word of advice? I said, sure. He said, he said if you don't work with the media, then you make us create the story. If you're available, then at least you'll have your voice in the story. And yeah. you know, I took that to heart, and he was absolutely right. And I also respect the media. The media has a very important job to do. It's one of, actually, it's one of the greatest things in our society because you have to be the watchdog, whether it's Trump or Biden or Kesselman or Farris. You have to be the watchdog to ensure that your leaders are held accountable for the decisions that they make. Yeah. And I I get that. I've never had a problem with that. And that's why, you know, I've been very friendly with the media because I think you do you do an admirable job. Well, your successor is uh, and you want to mention his name, your successor and and Joe Bertolino, Dr. uh, Joe Bertolino. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, you kind of I mean, you can only suggest to him. You can't tell him what to do. But will you suggest that to him? Absolutely. I've already told him. And in fact, I already had him actually on Harry's show. I, Harry called me and I said, yeah, I'll bring him on. So at some point, I'll definitely have him be on your show. Sure. You want to you get to meet him. He's a, you know, he's a seasoned professional. This will be his third presidency. Uh, he's been successful as his previous two. I think this is an aspirational school for him. He wasn't, quote, shopping around for a presidency. He was very intentional about, you know, where he would apply to. Uh, one of the most significant, you know, I think one of these quiet kinds of accomplishments in this particular presidential search that we just had for my successor, there were 12 sitting presidents who applied for the position. That's unheard of. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. unheard of. Not you know, former president, I'm sitting president who wanted to look at Stockton. That never has happened in the past. I'm not even sure we ever had a sitting president apply in the past. So our name recognition now beyond New Jersey is significant. And part of that is, you know, we just 
corporate name in National University, you know, this year. And we, we came in the top 100 public universities in the country. Now we're talking about with schools like Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Duke. Okay, I mean, they're all privates, but I'm t- that's the group we're in now. That's, well, that's the good. group we're well, in. That's and to great. be in that group is substantial. Let me ask you uh, probably a tough question off the cuff. What do you think was your biggest accomplishment while you were president in Stockton? Mm, that's 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 <laughs> all. We've, we not, it's not mine. It's my team's. Okay, yeah. of which okay. I'm a part of, including my board of trustees. But w- with that in mind, I'm happy you said as the president because I there, there was some really significant work that I did in other 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 you know facets of my life at Stockton because I've been here since the founding of Stockton. I would say that I fulfilled the promise that I made on inauguration when I said that my job is to make the degree more valuable each day, to make the Stockton degree more valuable each day. Now, how do you do that? Okay. Um, I, I think we've done that. I, there's no question that Stockton degree now, when people say I'm a graduate of Stockton, is a lot more meaning. It's certainly more valuable than it once was. And part of that is a series of things that we did. One is, of course, the Atlantic City campus is just huge. I mean, it was the first buildings of steel that was erected in Atlantic City for almost 10 years uh, from scratch. It was something, you know, there's no real other college or university that built a branch campus like we did. They may have inherited one, but they didn't build one from scratch. So, I mean, that is a huge accomplishment. I, I You know, for again, I couldn't do it without it. A great team of, of individuals, including the faculty and staff and students. I think the second one was to... F- get the respect Stockton deserves statewide from the legislature and the funding of our institution. I always say, and you'll get a kick out of this, I'm in charge of the bluest entity in the reddest part of the bluest state. <laughs> yeah. And being in that position means I have to I have to have no friends on both sides of the... I gotta be really, really lavender. I yeah. gotta know people on both sides of the aisle and work with North Jersey and South Jersey to get funding to the college because you know, most of the, you know, most of of the legislators have their local school, uh, you know, the, the ones that they take care of. And for us to get the kind of improvement in our funding that we've seen over the last eight years is what was it kinds of wins, but it led to like Fitch, even though we opened up a new branch campus and took on some debt to, you know, because you have to do that when you build, sure. just like if you build a home, you have a mortgage. Okay. We still were upgraded. And so as a result, you know, our reputation in the state and beyond is so much better now. And I think it's for a combination of things and the whole thing about teaching and learning, our students are doing well. They're graduating at, you know, almost 80% of them now graduate. Okay. When I went here <laughs> back in the old days, when Stockton was the wild Stockton, twenty percent graduated. We were all—I mean, it was a crazy place. And now we've completely changed that around. And you know, we're, we're one of the—and we do it not by selecting just the you know the highest SAT kids or the highest high school, but kids who many we have still forty to fifty percent of our students are first generation, like I was when I attended. And that's a, that's a, that's a heavier lift for them. First generation students don't have the support structures that you know second generation students do, whose parents did go to college and things of that nature. Harvey Kesselman is our guest. He is the outgoing president of Stockton University. And if you uh, have a question for Dr. Kesselman, 609-407-1450 is the number. 609-407-1450. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Uh, Would you say that the expansion into Atlantic City 
was one of your biggest accomplish, uh, accomplishments uh, as president? Oh, no question about it. Absolutely. That was the first thing I said. No question about it. For a lot of reasons. I mean, here's, you know, I used to say this when I would <laughs> plead for money in the state uh, <clears throat> in the, <laughs> to the legislature. I would go up to these meetings in North Jersey, and they, would, they kept saying they had, you know, uh, Atlantic City fatigue because everything they always hear is Atlantic City. And I said, really? <laughs> I said, <laughs> you have no problem raising your hands when, when the revenue coming out of Atlantic City is coming up north. Okay, I don't know how tired your arms must be. And then, and, and one of the things I've also said, and you probably heard me say this, you know, when I leave the state, and by the way, I'm happy you're talking about Taiwan, because it was when I visited Taiwan to do an exchange with a couple other universities there, that was one of the most beautiful, magnificent, you know, countries I've, I've ever been to in my life. It was an extraordinary visit. And they love America like you cannot believe. But going back to where I am, when, when you're out of, this, out of the state and you look up weather forecasts, with all due respect, Patterson doesn't pop up. Okay. Newark, Atlantic City pops up. Yeah. Because we're internationally known. Yeah. Okay, so our, by our being in Atlantic City, and as you come over Albany Avenue and you see our name and you see all the university district, you see the buildings. I mean, 20 some, as much as I love Galloway, and you know I do. I mean, I was born, basically born and raised there. Yeah. Okay. Galloway, I'm talking about the campus. The Galloway campus is, was that great best kept secret in, you know, the middle of 1600 acres of Pinelands National Reserve. But people didn't know. If you, if you weren't around this region, you didn't know about us. No. But being in Atlantic City, you know, 20 some million people a year see our name. And that, 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 that's why that was important. It was not only important for us as an anchor institution to be committed to that kind of an education for the citizens of Atlantic City and provide jobs for some of the residents in Atlantic City. It was also to ensure that Stockton went back to its roots and also had a presence in Atlantic City that would benefit both the institution and the community. And I think we've been successful in doing both. Um, are you going to be on hand to uh, assist Dr. Bertolino? I will be my office. I'm, you know, I'm, I become president emeritus uh, on July 1st, and I'm still, you know, a tenured professor of education. So, I, you know, my field, I was the dean of the school of ed. I mean, that was, you know, my academic field was higher education, leadership and administration. Um, and, and I will be teaching and I will be there. It's, it, it's entirely at his discretion. Now, I will say he's a really smart guy and he's reached out to me a couple of times. I mean, I can help with assimilating him into South Jersey. I mean, because it's <laughs> different yeah it's that's, that's I love true it. you love it we all love it yeah. but but if you've never been here it can be it can be yeah. a little testy at times yeah. so i think i can help him with that transition i think he will you know strongly welcome that yeah i i think he'll be fine <laughs> well, he's comfortable. Yeah. If we had gotten, that's the advantage of having a choice. It, they were all, all the candidates, all three, that, that they're all eminently qualified, all have been successful, were successful presidents. And they, and you know, great universities. I mean, the new president of Harvard or Princeton, they don't just discard the old presidents. That's done in politics. But in really great universities, you want, they're, the, you know, they're your elder states people. Okay, they're the people that you may want to reach out to if you've got a crisis that you've never experienced. And so I know he's comfortable enough in his own skin to reach out if he needs to be. I won't bother him, though. I mean, that's, I know enough not to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have some folks who want to talk to you, Dr. Kesselman, so um, we'll, we'll take some calls. Mario and EHC, Egg Harbor City. Mario, you're on with Dr. Kesselman. Hi, Don. Hi, Mr. President. With all due you, respect, and good, good. Actually, I'm a graduate of Delaware State College, 
and uh, I understand the small college atmosphere. Uh, I'm trying to understand, not only with you, but other presidents, and I may have a, a, um, a solution to why 12 presidents want to work there. Is the $320,000 salary that you earn, or the president of that college, the $320,000 sabbatical, the $100,000 a year housing and transportation allowance, is that justifiable? Uh, you know, I would. It, 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 I, I will tell you why. Well, certainly, it's certainly not nearly the, the most in New Jersey. Okay, so you need to understand that. Um, when when you look at the, these are difficult jobs. They really are. And I, I would love for someone um, to spend a day in our shoes. We don't hide our income. We pay all the taxes we're supposed to pay. Things like that. I would gladly share what I pay. We don't have the kinds of investment businesses do and the write offs that those entities do. And you don't know how much I also donate back to the college or university and so do many of my colleagues. I'm about in the middle of the public institutions. There are, there are some that make more, but CEOs at entities far smaller and small, far less complex than a college or university, which is a complex organization because you have all kinds of stakeholders. You've got your faculty, students, and staff. You've got your boards of trustees. You've got your legislators. You've got your community members. Uh, you've got the media. You've got all the different stakeholders that you have to satisfy in my contract and in every presidential contract is 24 seven. I must be available and reachable 24 seven, you know, every single day for the year of the COVID I was in that office and kept that university open every single day. And so I do, I, I do make a very good salary. I'm not questioning that. Um, but I brought in, I have brought in more than $300 million into that institution since I've been there between fundraising, state appropriations, support for, for, um, um, the Atlantic city campus. So I would argue being paid 10% of what the Rutgers football coach makes. I think I'm being paid fairly and I've earned, I've earned the, the compensation that, that I get. Plus you have about 10,000 bosses, right? <laughs> you name them, including Mario. Was that Mario? Was yeah, that Mario, yeah. Of course I do. And, and uh, you know what? And I get it. I get it uh, why that is so. But but like I said, if you compare it to other CEOs at other companies that are less complex, you'll see that college and university presidents are not paid exorbitantly. Okay, Steve is in Apsecon Island. Steve, you're on with Dr. Harvey Kesselman. Hi. Uh, thank you, John. Always a Pleasure talking to you in a terrific show, and thanks for your uh, dedication to the college, uh, Dr. Kesselman. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And um, I just have two questions. So part mm -hmm. A question is, was there any plans to repurpose the casino right right next door to the university, the Atlantic oh, Casino, that, which that's a been. great that, that's a great question, Steve. We looked at that so many times. It's just in, you know, and I know there's a builder in it or has purchased it. It just would have been too cost prohibitive for us to do so. We had, if you recall, what I had hoped would happen was that the state. Okay, I don't I don't say this now with a new owner that the t state would have basically condemned it. But I was always interested in the parking garage because of that. 
Block 21, which is the one across the street from the Knife and Fork and across the street from our dorms. I would have loved the parking garage. The Atlantic Club, for us to repurpose that, would have cost substantially more than when it cost us to build from scratch. And we didn't displace anyone, and we could build it like a college. One of the problems with trying to retrofit a former casino to be like a college, we, we're, we're you know, bound by state regulations um, galore, as you can well imagine, far more than what the typical builder is because we have to abide by all state, local, uh, you know, regulations and requirements associated with building. And so it tends to be a bit more costly for us. But we have definitely looked at it very, very closely. Uh, we discussed it many, many times, um, but we decided to do what we've done. And I think in the long run, we made absolutely the right decision. But you never know going okay, into it. it. And I appreciate you bringing that up, Steve. I got a part B question for you. Okay. And the part mm -hmm. B question is real estate. The part B question is real estate taxes. So with the gentrification of that area, real estate values have skyrocketed. And as a result, the surrounding neighborhood, of course, when they get reassessed to as mm -hmm. close to 80 to 100% of the of assessed value, they're going to wind mm -hmm. up paying three, plus three they're going to pay 3.98% of assessed value if if my memory serves me correctly, what the tax rate in Atlantic City is and, and the overall tax rate when you incorporate Atlantic County. Does the university pay real estate taxes to, we to pay a city. pilot. We pay a pilot on the, on the Atlantic City campus. Yes, we do. Okay, and a substantial one. And let me talk about gentrification. Let's be clear about this. We built on vacant land. Okay, everyone needs to understand it. We did not displace a home, and that was by design. We intentionally said we would build on vacant land rather than displace any of the any of certainly any of the people in the neighborhood. We want. In fact, if you look at our new building, which we'll be doing on May third, the ribbon cutting. You know, I mean, we had to. We had to take painstakingly build it where we built it without negatively impacting anything right directly next to us, like the mosque, for example. Uh, so what we have tried to do is ensure that we, you know, pay our fair share. Share because keep in mind we own the academic building, but we have a long-term lease with the. Uh, when I say we own, we literally own it. Okay. When I say that the, a long-term lease arrangement with the um, with that with the phase one housing, and that's the one that we have to pay a pilot on. So we do contribute. But I will say this. Right. Dr. I Harvey Kelsey, I, I don't I don't mean to interject, but when you say pilot, when you say pilot, you're talking the same pilot program that the casinos have. The payment in lieu of taxes. Not theirs, but yeah, but, but it's, it's called pilot in, in lieu of taxes. And the reason you do those is because a lot of that goes really to the city. It doesn't necessarily go to the school district. And the reason I say that is because it's not like we're bringing in people with children. I mean, we actually support the school system in other ways, but we don't pay taxes. We pay the taxes directly to the Well, the pilot directly to the city. Exactly. That's same. I'm just bringing up the point that that's the same tax program a payment in lieu of tax program that is brought okay. up in the court system as being unfair mm -hmm. and unconstitutional to the state mm -hmm. of New Jersey. It's unconstitutional when it when when you read the when you read the Constitution of New Jersey, where everybody's supposed to pay at the same assessed rate, the tax mm -hmm. rate, and because payment in lieu of taxes does not do that, it's a fixed rate. Uh, you know, I 
I, I, yeah, but I, understand I'm, something. State entities do not have to pay taxes, okay? State entities do not have to pay taxes. We're paying a pilot that it's very different than a, a, a for-profit casino, okay? We're a not-for-profit state agency, so we, we're not required to do so. And we do, we do a small pilot for Galloway, too, and we're not required to do so. Okay, we Steve. Want to be a good neighbor. Steve, thanks a lot for the call, Doctor Kesselman. Thanks. Can you can you hang on for a few minutes? We got to sure. do something that we do in radio called pay the bills. <laughs> okay. I understand that very well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Doctor Harvey Kesselman, our guest. He's the outgoing president of Stockton University, and uh, we're kind of bidding him a fond farewell here on the show. Talk with the purpose is the program Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. I'm John Demassi. We'll come back with more with our interview with Doctor Kesselman and uh, your calls at six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. But first, we'll talk about another outstanding. Uh, contribution to the area, and that is Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in Egg Harbor Township. Lexus of Atlantic City, I've told you many times, it is the finest automobile on the market, but you don't have to take my word for it. You check it out for yourself. Go there. Test drive a car. Test drive a couple of cars. Check it out thoroughly, and you will find that it is one of the finest automobiles on the market today. And as I said, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, as many surveys as I've seen, and I've seen a lot of them, and all of them say that Lexus Consumer Reports and others, Lexus is up there as top five vehicles, one, two, or three, depending on what you see. But And that's for a reason. Because, I mean, it really is nothing ever goes wrong with them. Uh, I shouldn't say that nothing, but it, it could, but it's not likely. Okay. That's what we should say. It's not likely. Lexus of Atlantic City. I mean, I've heard of Lexus. Uh, they've gone 200, 300,000 miles. Uh, you may not want to do that, but you know, it's going to be a reliable car. And how many times have you heard other people say, oh, my car's in for service. I had it there last week and then they didn't fix it. And then it doesn't happen there. Lexus of Atlantic City is one of the finest automobiles on the market today. 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Online, aclexus.com. aclexus.com is the website. You check it out for yourself and stop by and say hi to Helen over there at Lexus of Atlantic City. We're coming back with more. Talk with a purpose with Harvey Kesselman after these words. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Nine years ago, South Jersey Gas Company had a great idea. They wanted to build a natural gas pipeline between Millville and the electric power plant near Milepost 28 of the Garden State Parkway. It would have been underground along Route 49, an existing paved road. It would have brought cheap, clean, and abundant natural gas from Pennsylvania to the power plant and to local homes and businesses. Woke Democrats used one blatant lie after another to block it. They falsely claimed the pipeline would cause forest fires and poison water in the Pinelands. Every Stockton professor and high school science teacher knew these were lies, but they all kept quiet. Now the power plant is gone. We'll soon have blackouts and big hikes in gas and electric bills. Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. Libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. Back here on Talk of the Purpose. 
<laughs> is our number here. Dr. Harvey Kesselman, our guest, he is uh, the outgoing president of Stockton University, and he's got a couple of months left, and it's uh, certainly been a pleasure having him as president of Stockton University. All right, we're going to get to a tough question, okay? But thank you for that, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not sure I've had an easy one yet. Well, well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's that, right? that's that's true. Um, <laughs> what I what I wanted to ask you was, can you mm-hmm. can you comment on the stories last week uh, regarding the survey that was sent to students on behalf of the school's mm-hmm. faculty uh, about a possible name change for Stockton? All right. Yeah, let me let me preface my remarks and conclude conclude my remarks with the following: We're not changing our name, okay? So let's let's <laughs> understand. What, okay, let's start with that, and, we'll, and with that, and then we can fill in the blanks. Okay. All right. And so with that with that in mind, that was when we turned fifty in in, in twenty twenty one because we opened on the boardwalk, as you know, in nineteen seventy one, and yeah. I was in that first class. Okay. Um, the faculty formed a task force to talk about the next fifty years, and one. One of the recommendations in the task force was should the institution consider, okay, um, a, a, a location-based name change, which is what was originally recommended by our founding trustees. They originally recommended to the board, in those days there was a board of higher education. That doesn't exist anymore in New Jersey, but it used to be. Okay, they recommended four location-based names for Stockton. It was Southern Jersey State College, South Jersey State College, which is their num- was their number one, and they listed in priority order, Atlantic State College and Jersey Shore State College. They recommended that to the Board of Higher Education. Okay? And Richard Stockton was one of the names that was crossed off that they did not recommend along with about, I think there were 13, 12 or 13 names. But those top four was in priority orders with the South Jersey State College were submitted to the Board of Higher Education. The Board of Higher Education then, this is before we even opened, this was like in 1969, before Okay, came back and said, no, we want it to be, uh, actually they made a mistake. They wanted it to be Richard F. Stockton State College. The problem is there is no Richard F. Stockton. It was just Richard Stockton. And so it became Richard Stockton State College, although we were really mostly known back then as Stockton State College, and, and as, you, as you know. All right. And then in 2015, when we moved to university status, the Richard, we, we just became Stockton University. So technically our name did change. A couple iterations of Richard Downton just stopped in university. So what happened is part of, and believe me, the students don't support. I don't. I don't even think the faculty support it. But I think they wanted to raise the question. You know, let's look fifty years into the future. And, and you know, listen. There was a time early in my career. I thought if we were the University of Southern New Jersey, that would make a great acronym, USNJ. Okay. But now we have such national prominence and national recognition. Uh, you know to be pigeonholed into any, you know, South Jersey location uh, is, is a mistake because we're drawing students from, you know, many, many now, almost you know, 
hundreds of students from out of state and, and you know, for our various programs. So they, they put the survey out without really a lot of like why, you know, the history behind where that started to, to finish the task force report. I'll read the report, but, but and it, my, I will bet almost anything it'll come up with, you know, we do, don't recommend a name change, but colleges and universities, you know, they do this. They, they, they reflect and, you know, they're looking 50 years into the future. But I can assure you, so long as I'm breathing, it's not happening. And so, and so that's, that's, that's where it's at. Now, it's important. By the way, now it's not a – we don't have a board of higher education. Any kind of change of that of, – of any naming at the institution has to be – has to be approved by our local board of trustees. So, so it has it in a nutshell. It has nothing to do with Richard Stockton and wanting to maybe uh, disparage his name or anything like that. I don't think they wanted to disparage it. I think look, we we had that issue back in 2017, as you well know. Yeah. We have a, a, yeah. a an exhibit yeah. in the library. Okay, an exhibit that said who Richard Stockton was. This was, you know, this. I'm not going to get into the merits. Okay, so of of who you know whether you know we we know certain facts. But the point of the matter, this was one of the five New Jersey signers of the Declaration of Independence. You know, he was a Supreme Court justice. Okay, you know, he was a, he was a, he, he was a veteran. I mean, you know, so, but he did own slaves. He did, you know, he, he and he did, you know, go through a, a period where he'd been, you know, he, he wasn't, he was tortured, by the way, as, as a soldier. So I think, I think it was more to go back to our roots. Is it time as we celebrate the 50th, to look at, this is the faculty, this is not a trustee task force, it was not a Kesselman administration task force, it was a faculty task force, they have dozens of task force uh, that they look at all sorts of issues, everything from, you know, naming anything uh, to, you know, academic advising at the institution. So what are you going to do with yourself? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna fish you're gonna golf many radio shows i'm not gonna be on as many radio shows that's, well, that's what good. i'm gonna do i, I do i am what i'm gonna do is i i really am a i think it's pretty well known i get up 233 every day okay i work out then i read everything i can uh and you know now i crash a little bit earlier than i used to I used to go to 10 30 11 with that schedule like i sometimes go to sleep a little bit earlier now um i'll spend time with my wife my family my beautiful dog i love the beach I love the world. I don't really golf. I I don't have the luxury <laughs> of taking off three hours in the middle of the day to golf. Okay, I don't have that luxury. I never have, uh, or fishing for that matter. But I love the beach. I love to read. I love watching people. I'll sit on the boardwalk. People don't know me. I'll put a hat on, glass sunglasses on. I'll be dressed down in jeans and a sweatshirt and just watch people. So I'll do that. I'll travel a little bit. I'm on a lot of national boards who are creating president, which is really humbling. They've created president emeritus position so I could remain on those boards, uh, boards that deal with national national issues in higher education. And you know, I served as the chair of all the presidents for, you know, for, for two years and the co-chair for two years prior to that. And that, that was an incredible honor for me. And I have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of folks there. I also want to announce to your audience while you're here, everybody's asking, when's your retirement party? It's the gala. Our annual scholarship uh, gala is next Saturday night at 6 30 
party at Hard Rock, that is where I, that's it. That's going to be my, quote, retirement party. I want all the proceeds to go to scholarships to, to kids. And that's, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So any of your viewers who want to meet, and many of the college and university presidents in New Jersey will be there. In fact, they're going to be able to have 700 people there. Anyone, please, please go online, look up um, uh, the Stockton Benefit. It's, it's a great cause, a fantastic cause. It's a great night. We'll have a lot of fun. Well, we thank you uh, for your years of service, and uh, you you made my job easier, <laughs> and that's always a pleasure. Uh, and we wish you continued success. And uh, anytime you want to come on in the future, whether you're president or not, you can come on. Okay, uh, that, that, that's that's an honor, my friend, and I hope to see you real 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 soon. And thank your listeners for for the questions. I mean that uh, they're legitimate questions. I'm always available to answer them. Thank you, Doctor Kesselman. Thank you very much. Dr. Harvey Kesselman, outgoing president of Stockton University, our guest here on Talk With a Purpose. And we will come back with more of the show and your calls at 609-407-1450 after these words. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon's going to be mostly cloudy and cooler with a thunder shower, high 74. Mild tonight with low clouds. Fog's going to roll in later on with a low 55. Low clouds, fog may break tomorrow. A shower or two coming our way, high 80. And then Monday to get back at it, mostly cloudy, breezy with a high 70. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, we want to teach you a little trick. It's called the Radio On Demand. What you do is you you Google John DeMassey Podcasts. That's it. You Google that, and all the shows come up. We may be up to 200 shows at some point. Not now, but we're getting there. (laughs) John DeMassey Podcasts is what you Google. And all the shows come up so you can listen to any of the shows at any time. As I said, it's the radio version of On Demand. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to George in AC. George, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Thank you very much. And Radio On Demand, here we are. (laughs) That's that's, uh, the 21st century. Uh, listen, there's no way that any words could be said about the number one guy, the number one hitter up first. Yeah. So I feel bad about that for sure. I don't think anybody will replace him. He was pretty darn unique. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I, 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 I really, you know, talk about starting your day, George. So I, I check my emails in the morning and I, uh, and Howard sends me this email and it says, oh, bit. 
and I'm thinking, who who died, you know? And he said, I hope this isn't the Matt that calls your show. And it really was because he mentioned all the things that he does and it's him. So yeah, it's, it's uh, it was a tough way to start the morning. Yeah, well, like you said, you know, he's going to be, I don't even want to say tough to replace. He should never be replaced. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's true. All right. Anyway, so with that being said, and I mean that so sincerely, let me get into the reason that I called. Okay. Well, before I get into the reason I called, let me also thank Dr. Kesselman, because that man has done a fantastic job. Yeah. I think that he was in the very, very first class at Stockton. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When it was that, that's when the, I don't know if you know where the location of that was. Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you, but do you know where the location of that was? I think it was on the boardwalk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the boardwalk in a hotel called the Mayflower Hotel, right across from the front of Central Pier. There was a, a little hotel, about six-story hotel there, and I believe that that's where they were at the beginning. Wow. Boy. I may be corrected on that, but I think that I'm, I'm about 99.9% yeah, sure on that I think one. so, too. Yeah, I think so. So what's in okay, your mind? Now, the reason that I... All right, here we go. Okay, now, nobody can replace Craig, okay? The gentleman that you're going to be buying this meal for. There's no question <laughs> in my mind. Okay? I mean, I, in fact, I sort of have to apologize to Craig a little bit because I think last week or the week before, I sort of, like, tried to weasel my way into a three-way dinner there. Well, okay, you can join us. You, you, you definitely can join no, us. No, no, listen... Listen, you're paying for it. Yeah, well, listen. Okay, so listen. I guess, <laughs> I'm resigned to the fact that I pretty yeah, much have to pay for Greg, it. Greg, yeah. Greg is not going to pay for it because Craig's coming out the winner. Yeah. Nothing to lose or pay, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, but you know, if I'm going to be there, I'll be there as a busboy. How's that sound? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now with all that being said, and also talking in the same vein as Craig Wood, I don't want to really... You know, not you uh, silly or anything like that. But when it comes to DeSantis, and I have nothing but admiration and respect for him for the job that he has been doing. Okay, nobody is perfect. The guy's doing, as far as I'm concerned, a great job. I hope someday to see him be president of the United States. Me but too. Not this go round. Not, yeah, me too. Okay. You know, uh, he, he's got he's got he's got time ahead of him, years wise, and he's got. In my opinion, quite a bit ahead of him also learning-wise on the learning curve, particularly on the national, not the, not the, on the world scale, okay? Uh, he, in, in my estimation, he just doesn't have it. The one or two times that he's gotten in, into testing those waters, it's been a blunder as far as I'm concerned. But that's, that's not the reason I wanted to talk about him. I don't think that he even has... Now, Bob from Cape May and, and Florida... He would need to be the one that could bring us up to date on this. And being a DeSantis supporter like yourself, I mean, there's no question that he, I believe, especially being from Florida, okay, would have the information on this. But I don't think that he can actually run at this point legally unless he resigns from the uh, governorship in Florida. I think so too, yeah. Did I think you know that's that? I think th I think so. I think that's the uh, rule in Florida, yeah. Okay, I, I and think. I believe that what he was trying to do in this legislative session down there in Florida, which has apparently got like about 4 or 5 more weeks to go, I believe that at least for the past couple of months, past few months, he's been trying to get them to pass legislation 
in order for him to be able to stay in office as governor and also run the double dip thing. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to even pass judgment on any of that, okay? But one thing that I will say, if that be true, and he has done a great job in Florida, if, if, if that's true, then why can't he get the support from the super major, I mean the, that legislature in Florida, they have a super majority at yeah, this point. Yeah, that, and you're that's true. telling me that he can't get a simple majority? Something's wrong. Okay, now he's traveled around the country. Okay, sort of like running for president. Yeah, and I don't think that that's right either. Okay, well, because that's flaunting it in the face of the people that are in Florida. Well, I think he's he's uh, dipping his toe in the water. That that's really what I think he's doing. Well, I'm a, I don't have the financial facts, okay, but he's certainly taking the time, and time is money in my book. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So maybe he's not taking direct monetary. Okay, let's say that he's absolutely not. Let me give him that much respect. Yeah. That he's not doing anything contrary or illegal in the eyes of campaign finance. Okay, let me give him a hundred percent there because I believe that to be true. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying that just to say it. But then you've got the moral factor. I think that it's absolutely immoral. It's wrong. Okay? He should not be turning his back on the people of Florida when he can't apparently get the support. Apparently, I use the key word apparently, get the support of the legislature in Florida to make this change. Okay? With that being said, you know, like I say, I have a lot of respect for a guy like Bob from Cape May in Florida. You know, maybe he can call back. And, and explain that a little bit yeah. more because he would know much better than I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the only thing that I'm left with is only thing I'm left with is being your bus boy at this dinner where you're going to have to pay Craig. <laughs> okay. Well, Other than that, have a great day. Okay, George. Thanks for the call. <laughs> oh, wonder if he has busing experience. I mean, it's. Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> Maybe he'll break some dishes. I don't know. David in California. Good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Oh, morning, John. Yeah, uh, and to follow up on that last uh, caller, if I understand right, the uh, you, you heard about Fort Lauderdale and that massive storm they had yeah. down there. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that, that, what that's did they what... say? Two feet of rain. Yeah, in two hours. Closed the and airport then a total too. Of 20... Close yeah, 26 the... inches of rain in, what, eight hours or something yeah, like that. Uh, just just incredible. And DeSantos uh, is on a book tour. And he apparently, you know, when the um, mayor of Fort Lauderdale was doing his press conference hours later, he still hadn't heard from DeSantis. And so when you think about the massive hurricane that hit earlier in the year uh, in Florida, took up the whole side and then made its way up through Georgia, uh, DeSantis has got a lot of work yet to do uh, regarding that. And now uh, a second storm that has laid waste to one of their big cities. So, it, uh, you know, here he's on a book tour, and apparently he was on his book tour last night. Was he up in New Jersey? Uh, he was, he was uh, in Ohio uh, at the time the storm happened, and he was, uh, was either New Hampshire or New Jersey. He's, he's further up, and he's still not uh, paying attention. 
So, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he has people. I'm sure he has people that are that are on the scene that are, you know, taking. I mean, the the governor is he, he certainly is aware of the situation. I don't think he's abandoned Florida, but. I mean, they all do this. They all they all have book tours, and you know, it's it's something that that everyone does. Chris Christie made that famous <laughs> here in New Jersey. Oh yeah. So With the I mean, I, yeah, making excuses, yeah, and, uh, and, and, uh, and leaving the taxpayers high and dry. I, I don't. I, 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 I'm not, not going to give him squat one for uh, uh, you know for credibility. Uh, if if he wants to be president and he's going to abandon it for a book tour, uh, and, and it's a, he's doing a phony run for president, he's doing a, a book tour. Uh, but he just happens to be in the states that are going to have primaries. So he's he's just a flat liar. But what I was more interested in, you know, the um, Saudi Arabia has declared that uh, they're not going to sell us uh, as much oil. They're going to cut back on drilling, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so within weeks, we're going to be hard hit. Uh, gas prices are going to go up again. And what are the uh, regions doing to prepare for it? Now, I'm a big supporter of mass transit, and I don't want to pay squat to a, an evil Saudi dictator. Uh, Neither and do I. I don't want to pay, yeah, and I don't want to pay squat to, uh, to oil companies that basically have, and automakers for that matter, that have refused to increase the, uh, the mileage, uh, you know, on their vehicles. I used to own a, a 1979 uh, Volkswagen uh, Dasher. That thing got me 60.8 miles to the gallon. Whoa, that's, that's good. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. That's, that's, that's... And that's a car that was over 40 years ago. You know, 43 years ago, 44 years ago. So the idea that... To this day, the automakers still haven't made that kind of mileage on a vehicle. And uh, and as a matter of fact, I, I did a trip. I, this is when I lived in Colorado, and I had to go up to Aspen, and I went from, I don't know, 3,000 feet to 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet, whatever Aspen is, 57 miles to the gallon going uphill. And uh, it's it just fantastic. And these oil make, or oil uh, producers, the, uh, you know, the uh, big oil and gas boys, let's call them, uh, they show no respect for any of us. Well, and, uh, let's, I, let's stop you right there, David. Who is responsible? Who is responsible for gas prices going way up? And who is responsible for us once again being dependent on Saudi Arabia and foreign oil? Uh, well, it's you could say the consumers. But no, 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 time, no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. Because we well, were, we were, we were, we were independent. Joe Biden. We were in the, we were independent. We had it's the office we, of the president. It, it, listen, it's the policies of Joe Biden. That led to all of this stuff of, first of all, we didn't, we didn't need Saudi Arabia. We didn't need any of them. We had enough oil. Actually, we do. Uh, well, because the refineries, we, American no, oil they, they, is uh, something like a sweet crude, right? Yeah, yeah. But and, they, and the Saudi has a certain amount more sulfur in it. Well, whatnot. whatever it is. And apparently, the did you hear about any of this? Did you did you hear about any of this be, when Trump was in office? 
you didn't hear anything. Well, sure, I, I, I deal, well, I deal well, with just, energy issues. I've been talking about it for 40 well, years. Well, yeah, but, but, but uh, we it wasn't prevalent during the Trump years, but it is pre pre well, prevalent. And, and thanks for the call, David. I mean, I, I don't want to get into this. With it. It, it, It's a, a fact that this stuff started when Joe Biden took office five hours after he was inaugurated, shut down the pipeline, and it went right on down the line, four or five dollars a gallon, and and the Saudis, we didn't even we didn't even need them, we need them now. Sure, the manufacturers should increase the the, the uh, consumption as far as cars should get more miles to the gallon. I I don't have a problem with that, but right now we we were two years ago we were independent. We had enough oil, and so so David says Saudi oil is different than who cares? We 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 don't care about that. The point is that we were independent of foreign oil, and now we're not. Thank you, Joe Biden. That's all I'll say. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have John, and then we have Steve, and maybe we'll have you at 609-407-1450. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from B.F. Mazio, but didn't know it. That's because B.F. Mazio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call B.F. Mazio's wholesale division at 609-641-6608. That's 609-641-6608. And don't forget B.F. Mazio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609-641-6608. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML financial at 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com for over 37 years joe yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, if you miss any of today's show, well, you know what you can do? You can tune in tomorrow. It's the replay of Talk With a Purpose. Today's show, tomorrow. Five until eight every Sunday. Talk With a Purpose replay right here. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's get back to the phones. John is in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back. 
Yes, good morning. Actually, uh, Biden was selling uh, gas from the XO, uh, Keystone XL pipeline to Macron, Emmanuel Macron, for four times with the Ruskies were charging. So apparently it's not been shut off. It's been shut off to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, well, that's typical right. Joe Biden. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that that be easily converted into high octane, too. It's, it's not a big deal. We are, we're in the 21st century, man. technology. But um, regarding uh, this this battle that goes on, it actually has a spiritual dimension to it. I believe beyond this, beyond sight, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. I believe that, and uh, I really fell into the rabbit hole. What really added credibility to people I looked into, and the, the spiritual end of the conspiratorium is their handlers. Jesse's a boater. Uh, her handler was Michael Carcock. I never ever heard of Michael Carcock. He was a member of the SS. And he had come over with Operation Paperclip. That's in the Ed Post World War II. And he was in Minnesota. That's where this girl, Jesse, uh, grew up. And uh, John Todd's handler was Raymond Buckland. Again, I never heard of the dude, but he brought over Gardnerian Witchcraft in 1962, the year of my birth. So that, to me, that's credibility to what these people say. And this one woman named Swally, she won't use her uh, her real name. She uses that as a pseudonym because uh, she's generational witchcraft. That means... Uh, her, her family goes back into old Europe, and uh, just say uh, her son's still in it, and he's, he adores his mother. They might punish the kid just because. Well, it gets a, it's a far out story, I know, but anyway, this woman had described when she came over here as a two year old kid. They put her in a, a little two year old baby in a high chair. They put her in a in a, a smoldering hot room in a hot day in July, very hot, uh, very unsafe for a two year old kid, and they had a high up window. So there was no breeze. So her mother comes into the room with a ice with a pitcher of ice water. She's shaking the ice around. She says, Mama, Mama, I want something to drink. Give me something to drink. And she walked out with the pitcher. Now she's whining. She says, Oh my gosh, I can't Mama, what are you doing? She comes back in a second time and pours herself a glass and takes a sip out of it. And she says, Mama, this is not fair. You should give me some of that water. And with her back in, she slapped her out of the uh this is according to this lady. She slapped her out of the uh high chair. And then the next time she came in, she learned her lesson. When the mother came in with the ice cold water, she was whimpering, but she didn't say anything. And then a man came in and said, you did well. So they trained these people from a young age. We understand that these are the people that birthed Nazism, and they birthed communism, too. It all comes out of Bavaria, Germany. And no, it's not a German conspiracy. No, it's not a Jewish conspiracy. It's an international conspiracy of people whose spiritual orientation is Luciferian. I mean, Albert Pike worshiped Lucifer, right? Not because some tinfoil-wearing nut in the city said so. And there was a statue of him down in Judiciary Square which was recently torn down by BLM. Well, the problem with that is you erase history because people need to know history. And yet we're, the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew, he said, you can discern the face of the sky, but you don't know what's going on behind, you know, what's going on in that world you can't see. So yeah, I'm, don't rule out the spiritual. And ultimately, we all have to get right with the Lord Jesus Christ before we breathe our last breath. Thanks for letting me call in, Bob. Okay, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's see here. Do we, what do we got? Three minutes? Uh, Steve, you want to hold on? We'll take you after 11 o'clock so we can uh, give you enough time. Because um, it looks like it looks like we will be uh, cutting you short. So that's okay. Yeah. You can take it. Oh, take it now. Okay, Steve in Absecon Island. Go ahead, Steve. Welcome back. Yeah, I can wrap it up. I thank you, John. I can wrap it up in three minutes. I just want to two things. Harvey Kesselman's a stand-up guy. And he never needed to explain his salary to that other guy. I think the only reason uh, he felt 
the need to explain his salary was because he knows that a portion of his uh, salary was paid by uh, taxpayers uh, through the pilot, through the, you know, because taxpayers pay money to the state and the yeah. state, you know, turns yeah. that around back to the college. So I, I understand why he felt obligated, but he's a stand up guy and he, he, he never needed to. to I, I don't to, think so either. I mean, uh, look, listen, <laughs> I saw him in action. I mean, that is a tough job. He's got to be on call 24 7. I mean, that, no that's. Doubt. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> you go to sleep and you don't know if you're going to get awakened by whatever whatever the crisis is, you know? So, no, that, that, right. yeah, that, that, that's well deserved salary, believe me. Right. And the other thing I wanted to point out was the Ron DeSantis, he's not ready uh, concept. Now, you know, I voted for Trump. Uh, uh, because his policies are in alignment with mine. Um, but it, it, they never said that about Obama. I mean, he didn't even finish his Senate term, and he left the Senate term to become president, and uh, he never had a real job, right? And he was young. What was he, 45 when he became yeah, president? Yeah. 44 or something. You, you know why that he, is? You know, you know why that is, Steve? Don't, don't, you know our, don't you know our rule here on the show? Thou the shalt stick the- no. Thou shalt not criticize a black man at any time for any reason, no matter what. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Well, that's- but I could say this. Go ahead. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the, I understand. I, I just wanted to say that look, those of you that keep saying that the Sanus isn't ready, I rather have everybody and their grandmother running in the primary and let their thoughts and statements come out in the open and then you pick the best man that's right i, I don't that's like this that's right i that's do right. really and, and the whole and if you remember atlantic city had that referendum to get rid of that two-party system yeah, where that's, you had that's right it, the, that's right right and everybody went yeah that's what we need but then when it comes to the hey steve we gotta we gotta run we gotta run <laughs> talk with a purpose hour number three on the way don't go away 95.5 fm and 1450 am wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You also can hear us on 1450 AM and online, WPGTalkRadio.com. All of the ways that you can listen to us here on Talk With a Purpose. Hour number three is underway. And again, our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. This, um, this abortion issue is heating up. And I had planned on talking about this. But then we have an update yesterday. Well... I prepared the show yesterday afternoon, and here's what we said. The Justice Department said Thursday that it will go to the Supreme Court over abortion after a lower court ruling allowed the abortion pill Mephifrostone. Did I say that right? (laughs) 
to remain available in the U.S., but reimposed past restrictions on getting and using the drug. At stake in the accelerated court battle that began in Texas is widespread access to the most common method of abortion in the U.S. Less than a year after the reversal of Roe v. Wade prompted more than a dozen states to effectively ban abortion outright. Now, that was yesterday afternoon. Later on in the day, Justice Samuel Alito temporarily paused lower court orders restricting the abortion pill in an order Friday. The Department of Justice asked the the Supreme Court to intervene in the case Friday morning, requesting a stay on Northern District of Texas Judge Matthew Kazmarek's order suspending the Food and Drug Administration's approval of the abortion pill. Alito granted a five-day administrative stay until Wednesday next week, allowing the court more time to make a decision on the request. So, the order comes down, and they stay the order, and now we see where it goes on Wednesday. What do you think? (laughs) This thing gets kicked back and forth. And ever since the Roe v. Wade was was, uh, overturned, they've kind of kicked it around. States have kicked it around. But, of course, New Jersey, (laughs) they'll make it. They'll they'll welcome you with open arms. So we'll see where that goes. But um, it's a it's a sticky subject. And we'll see where this goes. Wednesday will be the ruling, okay? And the other thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, (laughs) we were talking about guns earlier. Speaking of gun control, did you hear that a five-year-old boy, listen to this, five-year-old boy accidentally shot himself in the leg with with a relative's gun? Now, this happened in Philadelphia the other day. Guns left out where children can get at them is definitely a no-no. Where are the parents? (laughs) Supposedly, the police are investigating and maybe the parent or parents will be charged. I say they should be. To date, more than 40 children. Now, this is since January. More than 40 children have been shot, more to, uh, under 18, uh, children under 18 have been shot in Philadelphia, six fatally. Where are these parents? Are, are they raising kids? Well, we, we know some parents don't raise their kids, they just have them. But where are they? They're, they're nowhere to be found. Boy, oh boy. So that's the, 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 uh, another question of gun control. Where are the parents? W- w- guns should be secure and out of the reach of children, especially. Uh, and let's, we, we talked about that earlier, the, the six-year-old who shot the teacher. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's crazy. 
and she's suing the school for $40 million. And I do believe that the parent is being sued as well. So if a parent has a child and the child takes a gun and uses it to do whatever, should the parent be held responsible? Definitely. There's no question about it. Just it boggles the mind. It really does. So we'll uh, we'll we'll take your your calls on that and see what you think of that. And and what do you think of the abortion issue? It just it, it really. I don't know if they're they're going to come up with an outcome on this, but we'll see. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty is our number here in the studio. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Now, I know, I know you will love this story. Elon Musk and Twitter. A marriage made in heaven. NPR, which is the national public radio, is quitting Twitter. The social media platform stamped NPR's account with labels that the news organization says are intended to undermine its credibility. Can you imagine? Twitter labeled NPR's main account last week as state-affiliated media. Well, it kind of is, isn't it? I mean, it's funded by public money. A term used to identify media outlets controlled or heavily influenced by authoritarian governments such as Russia or China. So Twitter's putting NPR in the same boat as Russia and China. Good. Twitter later changed that label to government-funded media. Well, that's more appropriate, which NPR says it is still misleading. But I don't think it's misleading. It's, it's funded by the government. Isn't, I mean, isn't NPR funded by the government? Sure. So Twitter is merely now, and and congratulations to Elon Musk, Twitter is merely calling it like it is. But NPR doesn't like it. Oh, can you imagine? They don't like it. NPR said in a statement that it will no longer be active on Twitter because the fla- the platform is taking actions that undermine our credibility by falsely implying that we are not editorially independent really and and have have you heard NPR lately <laughs> Biden 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 Trump negative it's the same the same story substitute Twitter or NPR with MSNBC, NBC, CBS, CNN, you name it. (sighs) Calling a liberal organization for what it is? According to NPR, Musk has long disdained for professionals and said he wants to elevate the views and expertise of the average citizen. Isn't that us, the average citizen? So he wants to take those views and elevate them, as opposed to NPR. 
so he wants to level the playing field. I, I think that's good, don't you? Definitely good. They don't. That, that's that's the liberals. They don't like it when you call them out. That, that this is this is definitely a a, a a liberal organization. And true to form, when you call them out, when you call them on the carpet for what they are, that's what happens. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. That's the number here in the studio. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. It is talk with a purpose. Saturdays night till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. So we have on the table uh, the abortion thing, uh, Elon Musk, and uh, also gun control. Because if a five year old can get a gun and shoot himself in the leg, <laughs> oh man, I tell you. Five years old. When I was five years old, I played with cap guns. I didn't even think about real guns. Just, just too much, too much. I, I, I tell you, you read the news and you, you, you just, you just wonder: is this real? You can't make this stuff up. Let's talk to Lisa in Woodbine. Lisa, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hi, hi, John. Good morning. Morning. So I just wanted to say um, something about the abortion thing. Yes. About, um, you know, whether it should be, I guess you're still talking about whether it should be legal or not legal type of thing. Or are you just specifically talking about the pill? Um, well, the, the, this, um, the, the Justice Department said Thursday it will go to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court ruled yesterday that they want to hold off uh, on this decision uh, till Wednesday. So it's it's kind of like in limbo now. So the, there's no decision yet, but th- that's what uh, we the were talking about. The of of, of legalization of abortion period, correct? Yes, yes. And that's the, okay, so this is my thought. The state should have control over it. It should just be legal. I mean, well, it should be legal, I should say, because abortion is more or less like a personal, like a religious thing. And what the state is doing is taking the rights away from women. It's not about uh, uh, killing a child or ending life. It's about women having the right to do what they want with their body. Like if a man wants to go and have something done, there's no question. They just do it. So you're turning us back into like second-class citizens, third-class citizens, you know, and, and that's all it's about is our right to choose. It's not about the the the, the rest of it is like religious. It's up to the, the person and that's between their religion and I mean there's enough people in the world. You don't have to worry about procreating for the whole world. Um so and if somebody's supposed to be born, they're gonna be born. But what I'm what what it is it's it's taking the right away from a woman. It's like you're you're turning us into like you're not giving us control over our body. Yeah, uh, right, and, so, and, and that's 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 the one side of it. And, and the other side is Lisa that, um, you know, I, I know it's a child. And yeah, it's a more. child, and I, I feel as it's though that there, there's enough there's enough uh, adoption agencies and all those kinds exactly. of things. There's enough people that want children that can't have them. That I think that the abortion issue should become, you know, one where they work together 
to get you know, to, to get the, the, the child born and into a home that wants them. That's really what I see as a solution. But this thing back and That's forth. A great solution. The, That's the, a great the, this, this back and forth thing of it, it's it's uh, uh, legal in some states. It's not legal in another. It's, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's I, I, you know. Well, I'm glad it's up to the state because I don't want it across the board like federally because that's wrong. Because yeah. I do think when people will go, if, it, if you know, they will go back to extremes, you know, if it's not legal. Yeah. And you have people dying. Yeah, from that, 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 like yeah that. I don't want to see so that. Being, I don't want to see that. I, and I the really other thing is, and these institutions shouldn't be attacked either because they're, they offer a lot of stuff for young women. They offer, you know, testing for disease, uh, testing for pre-cancer. So just because it's, uh, uh, they do perform abortions if it's legal at their clinic doesn't mean that that's all they do and they should be, you know, I mean, that was always like, oh my God, like why are they yeah, doing that? Yeah. First of all, they're killing yeah. me. Yeah. About life. I'm going to let you go because good call, Lisa. Good, good, talking. good call, Lisa. Thanks for the call. Bob and Kay May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Hey, John. Hey, look, on this abortion issue here, um, you know, it's a real conundrum for the Republican Party because, you know, we all believe, at least most of us Republicans believe in in the right to life that's really important you know when you, you you go too far like outlawing abortions and rape and incest yeah that's where we will get killed electorally and yes. then you'll have a reverse instead of a big majority on a supreme court you will be looking at a at a big minority so you know we, we just have to balance this thing that's what happened now, look regard, um, that's what happened in the 22 election they, they, they made an issue out of abortion. The Democrats did a, well, a beautiful job of doing that. And, and right. <laughs> well, the, right. That, that, that was the saboteur, uh, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Uh, he floated that, made it like a, a, a national bill to, to outlaw abortion or restrict it severely. Uh, when it was a state's rights issue, okay? So, yeah. yeah, Lindsey Graham is just a saboteur. And, yeah, that that was one of the factors. The other factor was that the, the Democrats had a much better ground game than we did. Um, yeah. we, we just thought because the country is in terrible condition that everybody would be voting Republican, okay? Yeah. yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. So, and, and you know, so, you know. But, look, this, this thing with Twitter, just real quick, uh, it just shows their dishonesty. The, the one example is is the Hunter Biden. Oh yeah, uh, laptop oh yeah. Was, yeah. It was just covered up by yep. Twitter, by, yep. by Facebook, yep. by the by the, the mainstream media. Totally, totally. You know, our election was rigged. That's how it was rigged. That was the one factor that we can't ignore. That's that's what rigged the election. And, and John, I'm I've, I'm done. I've got to go. But uh, take care. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you you have a good day, Bob. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. I'm John Damasi. We'll talk to Andy and Brigantine, and maybe we'll talk to you as well after the break. 609-407-1450 is our number here. 609-407-1450. On the table is abortion and gun control and Elon Musk and Twitter. And uh, maybe some other things as well. 609-407-1450. We'll come back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. 
Chances are you've tasted the delicious fruits and vegetables from B.F. Mazio, but didn't know it. That's because B.F. Mazio has a huge wholesale division that delivers to area restaurants, schools, hospitals, and more. If you own a restaurant or run a commercial kitchen, call B.F. Mazio's Wholesale Division at 609-641-6608. That's 609-641-6608. And don't forget B.F. Mazio at 601 New Road in Northfield. Call 609-641-6608. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, if you want to email me during the week, you know the drill. J-D-A-D-V-1 J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net Again, J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net If you want to like us on Facebook, at Talk With a Purpose, at Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Andy in Brigantine. Andy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, John. Um, regarding abortion and guns, life would be a whole lot easier if we simply followed the Constitution. Uh, Ronald Reagan, in his famous speech in 1964, A Time for Choosing, he said that the Constitution doesn't tell the government what it cannot do. The government, the Constitution tells the government only what it can do. And it can do only those things that the Constitution says it can do. And in the Constitution, it says that all powers not enumerated in the Constitution go back to the states. Now, we all know that the word abortion is never mentioned in the Constitution. And why would it be? These were religious men. They founded the country on Christian Judeo principles. And the notion of abortion would have never even occurred to these men back in the 1700s. Now, I'm not here to argue whether abortion is right or wrong. That's between you and your God. I have my opinions, but it's not germane to this conversation. But since the word abortion is never mentioned in the Constitution, 
And since the Constitution states unequivocally that those powers not enumerated in the Constitution belong to the states, then there's no there's no debate. The states decide. Yeah. And for the people, for the people who are complaining, they should should have been celebrating this Dobbs decision because what it did was it took the power away from nine unelected individuals, the Supreme Court justices, because we used to hear about, the women used to complain, we don't want nine old men telling us what to do with our bodies. Well, reversing the Roe v. Wade decision, the Dobbs decision, what that did was it took that power away from the government, which it should have never had in the first place, and it gave it back to the states, where the people who live in those states can then vote on it. So the power goes back to the states, which means it goes back to the people who live in those states. Right? Isn't that what you want? You want the right to choose? Yeah. Now you can choose. You can go into the voting booth and vote whether you want abortion or not in your state. That's right. This should That's be right. celebrated. That's right. Okay. And the same well thing said. with the guns. Well said. Yeah. The guns, the, the, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. It's very specific. You have a right to bear arms. It's yeah. in the Constitution. And for all the Democrats who are constantly pounding the table about, we are defending the Constitution. We are defending, well, then let's defend the Constitution. It's it, This is not a cafeteria. You don't get to pick and choose what you want. You either go with the Constitution or you don't. So since it says... You have the right to bear arms. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Then you have a right to bear arms. There's no discussion. Why right. do we have these endless debates over something that is clearly stated in the founding documents of this country? That's have a nice day, John. Well, well said, Andy. Well said. Thanks for the call. Ruth in Summers Point. Ruth, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning, John. Um, I would just like to quote some words from two kings of Israel from ancient Israel. One is King David, and this is what he had to say. For you formed my inward parts. You colored me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderful, wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed, and in your books they all were written, the days that were fashioned for me. And then King Solomon said, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand so all I'm going to say about abortion is, if you're thinking of this serious, serious decision, seek first the Lord's counsel. Ask him what he would want you to do with the body that was formed in your body. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well said. Well said, Ruth. Like I said, it's a, it's a tough decision. And if you, you know, if you have to do it, there's other options. And there's so many people that want to have children that can't. So that's what I would do. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Thank you for letting me call in again. It's a hot button issue. Uh, 
Abortion is a hot button issue today between the Republicans and the, and the Dems, the progressive Dems, and slavery was a hot button issue back in the 1860s. But here's from Abraham Lincoln, a direct quote. Here, here it is. Hold on. Oh, gosh, hold on. Oh, if I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would do that also. So uh, Abraham Lincoln, because he had said that, and he also said that... Uh, he actually was just being a president is what he was doing. But he also said with the formation of the GOP, the founding of the GOP, it would prove to be a death knell to slavery. And with that, South Carolina said, this man's elected on November 5th, 1860. We will secede from the Union. On December 20th, 1860, they did just that. But the night of the Golden Circle, P.T. Beauregard did a surprise attack on uh, uh, Fort Sumter off the coast of South Carolina. That's what, that's what started the war. And, you know, you know Robert E. Lee, they, they, the pundits all said, well, we have more guns, we have more, uh, the North has more guns, more ammunition, more men, more manpower. We'll wrap these rebels in three months. The, by the summer's end of uh, 1861, the war will be over. He says, uh, yes, it's true that the South does recognize the um, economic and numerical might of the North. The North does appreciate the pluck and grit of the Southern fighting men. But uh, we, this is all hot button issues that are, people are passionate about. We can never let it become a back burner issue. We can't do it. It, just, it's, it seems like it's a, a non-issue. It's not a non-issue. It's a, it's a very important thing we have to stick to our guns with. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Thank you for letting me call in again. Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks for calling. Bernard and AC. Bernard, welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Thanks for taking my call, John. Uh, great show. Thank uh, you. Very uh, got got all the uh, all the uh, brain uh, things going there. It <laughs> has to do with the second lady who called about the idea of it being a hub body, and you know no man could do this and that, and no one tells him what he can. No one tells her what she can do if she doesn't want children. Tie your tubes. If a man doesn't want children, he gets a vasectomy. Yeah. No problem. When yeah. you have sex with a man, that entity is both of yours. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because as biologists will tell you, it takes two. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So your body is yours. If you don't want them, tie your tubes. If you have sex and you use it as a bargaining tool, I want you to marry me next week or I'm <laughs> going to abort. That's not what children no, are for. No. They are not a bargaining no. tool. When you get married, then they're a bargaining tool because all the court sees is the children. And guess who's going to get the, uh, uh, the, the rope around their neck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As far as child support, alimony, yeah. blah blah blah. Do you want to see them? Maybe yes. Maybe no. Okay. But as far as that goes, for that lady, she understands this. It's not a bargaining tool to get married. Okay. Yeah. Don't have sex. Have a relationship. Get married. Have sex, and then. Then you got the courtroom and you got all the laws in your favor or the children's favor, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. Okay. Right. So 
Thanks. Buy your tubes or get a vasectomy. <laughs> okay. End of story. All right, Bernard. Thanks for the call. Well, that's another way to, to look at it. Tie the tubes or the other thing, then you won't have to worry about any of that. Chuck and Abseekin. Chuck, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, John. How are you? How you doing? I, I haven't called for a while. That's I, all right. I have called you in the past. I've just been thoroughly disgusted. And um, But I'll tell you... Um, the, you know, the loss of Matt really touched me. I, I listen to you. I listen to you and your callers like every weekend. Yeah. Um, and I know Matt was a Trump guy. He, um, yeah, he worked for the man. Um, my condolences to him and his family. And, yeah. and it really touched me because you, know, you lost a part of the family. Yeah. On, on your did. show. We did. Yeah, we did. Maybe I'll be calling in. I'm a Trump guy also. And, okay. and my reasoning for that John, is for what he's uncovered. The way that they've gone after him, the way that they tried to hamstring him with the impeachments, going after him at every turn, what he's uncovered, you know, he, he liked to call it the swamp. But look, look at look at how much deeper it is Yeah, with what the yeah. man's uncovered. The way that they've gone after his, you know, right away with General Flynn. I mean, what what a patriot. What, what a good guy. And boy, I guess he knows where the bodies were buried because they went right after General Flynn, right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Um, well, how about know, this Peter one? Peter Navarro shackling, shackling him up at the airport, the way they went after Roger Stone and had CNN there humiliating him, um, you know, a senior citizen with, with, a, with a deaf wife. I mean, where, where did these yeah. people get off? How about this one? How you about know, this? So, Remember this one? 12.30. 12.30 on the day of Trump's inauguration, the New York Times had a headline, the impeachment of Trump begins 1230 yeah. that day. And he was just they inaugurated. Were already. 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 Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And, and right around the corner from the inauguration, they, yeah. were, they were burning and looting. And, yeah. you know, you had Madonna saying she was going to. Oh, yeah. Oh. And the vagina hats running around. Oh my! God. And you know, and 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 look at where we are today. Yeah, John. I mean, Seth yeah. is right on. Yeah, I mean, they they have kids. They have adolescent kids going to these rallies, pro-abortion. I mean, with with just soulless. I mean, the venom that's dripping. Oh yeah, from these kids, they've been indoctrinated. I, so look. John, uh, Trump's got it in my book, unless he doesn't want it. I mean, look at the way they're going after him yeah. now with these bogus indictments. Uh, so, look, if he wanted to ride off into the sunset, I would have said, hey, yeah, man, sure. great job, patriot. Look at what you uncovered. If they, you know, if DeSantis was the next in line. But, but John, he wants it, so he's got my back. He's, he's got it, yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Look at, look at what he uncovered. Yeah. Look at just look around. Seth said we're going through this Bolshevik revolution. Yeah. Just look around, people. Yeah. yeah. It's right in front of your feet. And and John, the people, the people that are saying to you, "Oh, Biden's a nice guy. We wanted to get back to normalcy." <laughs> well, how's your normalcy looking? Yeah. And you know what that is, John. That's just seeing what you want to. That's see. right. That's right. Hey, thanks for the call, Chuck. Appreciate it. Good points. <laughs> yeah, like my cousin said, he's a decent man. 
What's decent about that? He's a thief and a crook, and he's dangerous. I said that before. He is dangerous, and he's not a nice guy. <sighs> Boy, what does it take for people to see what they what is really happening? I, I just don't understand it. You know, you got gasoline and and eggs and all of these things way up. Hey, I paid four sixty nine yesterday for eggs. Boy, I was happy. <laughs> Have I been Bidenized? I don't know. We are coming up on a break, and we have some open lines here. A few minutes left of our show. 609-407-1450 is the number. It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. You want to chime in on uh, this abortion business or Elon Musk and Twitter or uh, gun control, whatever. 609-407-1450. Back with more. Talk with a purpose after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT, or you can check out their outstanding selection of new pre-owned and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusOfAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusOfAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusOfAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon's going to be mostly cloudy and cooler with a thunder shower, high 74. Mild tonight with low clouds. Fog's going to roll in later on with a low 55. Low clouds, fog may break tomorrow. A shower or two coming our way, high 80. And then Monday to get back at it, mostly cloudy, breezy with a high 70. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450. Next week on our show, Joe Yakovich returns, and he will straighten out our finances, we hope. <laughs> right. Somebody's got to. 609-407-1450, our number here in the studio. I would be remiss if I didn't bring you uh, up to speed on Florida. Uh, no matter what we say about DeSantis, I, I still like the guy, and eventually... I think eventually he's going to be president. Maybe not now. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we, we still have time. I, I'm I'm planning to lose my bet to Craig. That's that's all I can say. But Florida legislators have proposed several bills that would reshape K through 12 and higher education in that state, requiring teachers to use pronouns matching the children's sex assigned at birth. You get that? So there's no discussion of him, they, who, what. Him is him and her is her. If they were born that way, that's what they say. That's what the Florida law is. 
instead of, uh, of course, establishing what they what they say should be like, it should be they. The half dozen bills filed by a cast of Republican state representatives, this is in Florida and senators, include other proposals, including eliminating college majors in gender studies, nixing diversity efforts at universities and job protections for tenured faculty, strengthening parents' ability to veto K-12 through class materials, and extending a ban on teaching about gender and sexuality from third to eighth grade. That's the place you want to be, Florida. They said it best. Linda and Absegan. Linda, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you, John. I saw recently on television, uh, television a, um, a man who just received uh, two life sentences. Oh. One for his wife. Hmm? Oh, okay. I didn't see that. What was it? Uh, this was on this was on one of those dateline shows oh yeah okay. 20 shows yeah and yeah and so yeah two life sentences <clears throat> one for his wife and one for his unborn child Ooh, ooh. Yeah. oh boy so I, I think i think the government has it right you know the the, the the morality of the government when it comes to dealing with the law i i think they're they're totally accurate and then, of course, uh, then of course, then it gets lost. Whether you save a life of a child, when it becomes a woman's right to say, she, "Oh, I don't want her," I, and especially when it's due to inconvenience, you know, yeah, you just, yeah. It, 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 it was a, a, a fun night. You thought it was fun, but it really, it wasn't. Yeah, that, fun that's that's when weak. you ultimately you end up. Yeah, that's weak. Yeah, yeah. That, so, that, anyway, yeah, that, that, that's. So we have. That, that, that's where I think you should get the, uh, you know, enough people want to adopt babies. So, I mean, I, I, that's what I, I go for. But go ahead. Well, I, it used to be. I, I don't know what the up-to-date figure is. I don't know how accurate even the FBI report is anymore. Usually you could rely on that, but that's pretty hard to get, get the accurate data or to get the current data anyway. But rape represents <clears throat> what percentage do you think rape represents of the say one million abortions a year? I would say probably roughly, like, like roughly five percent. I would say. Well, you know what? Let me tell you, John. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm impressed. No, rape rape represents one percent, one percent of one million babies. Wow. So so so. So, so with those one million babies, rape represents one percent. And by the way, the hospital can deal with that. You didn't need Roe versus Wade for that. Yeah. You know, you can argue a few technicalities. Yeah. Here. So, um, so, but, but sure. Now, now with those one million babies, because one one percent of a million is ten thousand. So yeah. we'll just keep yeah. it at one million babies. You've got to make sure when that when that when when that when that abortion occurs, you take off the right leg, and then you take off the left leg, and then you take off the little right arm, and you take off the little left arm. And then you smash its head. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. I know. Oh, right before I lunch, know. Linda? Jeez. Yeah, right before lunch. Jeez. God hates the shedding of innocent blood. Yeah. And if anybody has, 
what you want to do is you want to get that sin under the shed blood of Jesus Christ where you will once again find peace and forgiveness. Don't forget to do that because a lot of women have been sold a lie and they have suffered tremendously because of what they thought was an okay thing to do. Yeah. Oh. That's my contribution. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Linda. Jenny and Apseek and Jenny, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to mention um, I rarely get the press of Atlantic City now because it's rarely available. I know. Available Notice that? Notice that? I, I, yes. I, I was wondering, well, Monday and Tuesday, they don't print. So Wednesday, I didn't see it. Friday, I didn't see it. So, yeah, it's like, uh, where is it? <laughs> okay, so anyway, I've been getting the Philadelphia Inquirer, which does cover, you know, the New Jersey region. Yes. Now, yesterday's Philadelphia Inquirer on page B8 at the bottom, I didn't recognize Phil Murphy. My, 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 my. He is looking more and more like a California Hollywood movie star every day. His swelling must be going down. He's got, he had his, I can, I only can tell this because I was an operating room medical surgical nurse. He had his eyes done, upper and lower blepharoplasty, that's called. He had his neck done. Looks like he had must have had his lower jaw realigned and his nose and his hair looks magnificent. I'd like to know who his cosmetic surgeon is. Maybe he had it in California with the movie stars. Maybe. He's right up there. He's right up there with Gavin Newsom now in looks. <laughs> I'll bet I you. I didn't recognize him, John. Uh, I'll bet you he spent about $100,000 on plastic surgery. I'll bet well, you. Well, he's got it. Yeah, he's got it. That's right. He's, he worth, he's worth $60 million. Yeah. <laughs> he should have done it before. $60 million? Yeah, he's worth $60 million. Yeah, that's what I... He should have done it before. <laughs> anyway, I didn't recognize him. He's standing in the photo next to Governor Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania. Oh. And uh, they're talking about classification of workers in the article. It's at the bottom of the page of yesterday's Inquirer. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I, I, you you got I wish you had it right there to make a comment. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, didn't rec didn't recognize. No him. matter what he looks like, he's still a lousy governor. <laughs> he, yes, the, and, a, and the, too liberal of a Democrat. That's right. The plastic surgery wait, can't wait, change wait. that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's can't true. change that. Plastic yeah. surgery can't change that. <laughs> but looking spiffy, looking pretty. Oh, I can't believe I, I didn't know it was him. <laughs> okay, Jenny. Thanks a lot for the call. Oh, doesn't matter what he looks like. He's still terrible. Bill in Ocean City. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Uh, I'd like to say to Linda, amen, but I'm calling uh, about uh, the little bit I know about the abortion pill. Yeah. Um, what I, what I, from what I've read, the FDA allowed this pill, which is a prescription drug, you can't just go get it, Yeah. to be prescribed by a doctor virtually. During the pandemic, there were less office visits. And so uh, you before you had to go see a doctor to get this drug prescribed for you. 
But then during the pandemic, the FDA allowed virtual telemedicine visits. Uh, I don't know all the details to allow women to get the pill prescribed for them. And now uh, states have banned it. The, it seems to me that the FDA, in cahoots with the um, uh, people who are pro-abortion, want to maintain this lower standard of allowing people to get it by phone call, by telemedicine visit for someone out of state. So that presents an interesting question. Yeah. And it probably applies to interstate commerce. Can a doctor in another state approve and prescribe a medication for a person in the state where the drug has been banned. Yeah. And and so the answer to that, I don't know. But it seems it would be a violation of that state law to uh, bring in that drug if it's banned. Yeah, I would think so. So I don't know how it's going to sort it out, but it kind of draws the Supreme Court, the federal courts, back into the argument. Yeah. Uh, you're a former um, uh, physician, aren't you? No, I am a physician. I'm still oh, practicing. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you Google abortion services in New Jersey, you'll get all kind of links to uh, out-of-state virtual uh, encounters where you can get this drug. It's a very, it's actually two drugs. One drug blocks progesterone, which stops the growth of the, the baby. And the other drug uh, induces contractions that you take a few days later to expel oh. the baby from the womb. So, so I think we have to wake up and realize, yeah. that, like Democrats like to protect human life. That's why they get rid of the death penalty, to protect innocent human life. But we have to realize innocent human life is also uh, those kids who are not yet born. So if you are a resident of, let's say, Texas, and that drug is banned after 12 weeks, let's say. And then someone comes to you as a physician in New Jersey. Can you prescribe it? Well, if they come to you, they probably can. Yeah. You probably could. But what, what they're talking about is allowing you to telephone someone out of state. Oh, and okay. getting the prescription sent that oh. way. A virtual visit, you're not face-to-face. And it's very limited what you can learn about your patient. You can only know what they tell you and what you see. Yeah. And what you hear, you can't examine them. You can't. You can't uh, really do a thorough examination. And so, uh, it is reasonable for certain drugs to, you know, the, a, a lot of places now have banned televisits. Now that office visits are permitted. Again. Yeah, yeah. We don't do televisits anymore. It's very rare to do that. Uh, certain situations it can be done, but um, when it comes to uh, obstetrics and gynecology is probably much better to be examined to have the full examination history and physical yeah i would, I would think so but I, i'm just afraid there are providers in other states where they have, maybe have lower standards or just you know do it they'll ask a questionnaire and then they'll send a drug make yeah. it as simple and easy as it can and then you have more risk of side effects and get, you know doing it the wrong way so it's interesting that now the FDA and the pro-abortionists want to keep this lesser standard for this drug when it was only supposed to be a temporary measure during the pandemic. Yeah. Well, Bill, thanks for educating us. Appreciate the call. Boy, this thing gets more complicated the more we talk about it. 
Final thoughts on Talk With a Purpose. We'll talk to Andy as well at 609-407-1450. Maybe we'll have time for uh, another call, 609-407-1450. Final thoughts on Talk With a Purpose after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness spend or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856 751 1771 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com back here and talk with a purpose 609-407-1450 maybe time for as i said one or two more calls 609-407-1450 andy is in brigantine andy good morning welcome back to talk with a purpose Sorry to do this to you, John, but I'm going to make that last call even more complicated. <laughs> so think, 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 think about this now. When you buy your health insurance, you can't. I, I live in New Jersey. I can't buy my health insurance from a company that does insurance in California. Right. I have to buy my insurance only from the state in which I live. Right. So what? What if you live in a state where they've banned this pill? which obviously means that insurance company isn't going to pay for it. Yeah. But you get the pill prescribed to you from a state where it's not banned. Who's going to pay for the drug? I think you are. Because your insurance... Yeah, you are. I guess that's how it's going to have to be. Or or will the government step in and in this one case, in in just this one case with abortion pills, even though the drug is banned in that state, they'll force that insurance company... To, to pay for it. That's probably what will happen. Yeah. But that, but that wasn't really the purpose of my call. It, it was about the drug itself. Uh, interesting Jean-Claude Dan Pierre the other day up there on the podium <laughs> expressing the, the Biden administration position on this. And she was pulling her hair out, hair on fire, the orange hair, um, saying that how wrong this was because this drug, this abortion pill has been safely used in this country for the past 20 years. Remember that, John. Yeah. Safely used in this country for the past 20 years. Do you remember hydroxychloroquine, John? Yeah. There's there's a drug that's been safely used for 75 years. But look at what the same people did to that drug. Just crushed it, summarily dismissed it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, think about this. A drug that takes lives... This abortion pill, that a drug that takes human life, they're defending it because it's been safely used for 20 years. It wasn't very safe for the babies that got aborted, but okay, it's been safely used for 20 years. 
but a drug that hit, that actually saves lives that's been used safely in this country for 75 years, they demonize that drug, they destroy it. Was it because Donald Trump mentioned hydroxychloroquine or did they hate hydroxychloroquine because it worked and they didn't want you to take the hydroxychloroquine. They wanted you to get that shot. Every drug, every everything that could have possibly helped you with COVID was summarily dismissed, rejected, demonized. The only thing that was going to help you was the shot. Yep. That's right. Just amazing. The yeah. same people. Same yeah. people. Yeah. Oh. Unbelievable. You 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 did complicate things for us, but thanks for the call, Andy. <laughs> uh, final call of the morning, Jenny and Absekin. Jenny, good morning. <clears throat> thank you, thank you for taking my call. I'm very very happy that Vince Palestina is reaching out to Marty Small, and I'm glad they're finally trying to communicate. And um, you know, bravo to Vince. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I I think so too. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, they have to communicate on some level. And uh, I don't think, in my opinion, Marty Small has the incentive to want to change a thing. I think he's still going to give himself raises. He's still going to run the city the way he wants. And uh, I think that's it. I think everybody's going to have to mobilize in Atlantic County, even if you don't vote in Atlantic City. Everybody's going to have to mobilize if they want to see change against Marty Small and for his opponent, whoever that may be. Oh, oh, uh, you mean in the next election? Yeah, the next election oh, okay. Okay. for mayor of Atlantic City. Everybody's going to have to work hard, especially in Atlantic City, but all over the county, countywide, because what happens in Atlantic City doesn't stay there. That's right. So we're going to have to really, really mobilize and try and get Marty Small's opponent elected okay jenny thanks for the call although i i I will say and i mean i don't think this is going to be a popular opinion but i think marty small overall there's been look you're going to complain about every politician but overall i think marty small has done a decent job i say decent job i mean there's some things that have come up but Overall, I think he's done a decent job as mayor of Atlantic City. And uh, we will get him on in the near future to discuss all of the issues that are cropping up <laughs> in the recent months. But that's uh, that's going to put the wraps on another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Do you believe that the time just flies when you're having fun? <laughs> oh, Thanks to Dr. Harvey Kesselman for... Not only uh, many years of success at Stockton University, but wish him well in the future. And uh, his his farewell dinner is next Saturday night at Hard Rock. So we wish him well. And uh, he doesn't fish. He doesn't golf. So he'll, he'll probably be working there just like like always. But uh, thanks to him for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, for uh, doing his usual bang-up job. And, of course, thanks to you. Because without you, we just don't have a show. And again, condolences to uh, Matt Marino's family. Matt, of course, uh, our our stalwart leadoff hitter 
and uh, we uh, send out our sympathies to him. Uh, he passed away on March the 14th, and we certainly do remember him well because he was a major contributor to our show. I'm John DeMassey. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great week, and we'll talk to you next Saturday, 9 till noon. Talk with a purpose. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.